0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson, and looks at me, as always, is Ricky Wimmer. What's up? What's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And today, we are going to be doing our Mock Draft 4.0. This is episode two of uh, the Fast Break this week. We just did our Wet Boy of the Year and Playoff Prediction episode. Go check that out on iTunes pod. or Broad Talk Radio. We had a fun time there. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to be having even a better time on the Mock Draft Hell 4.0. Yeah. You're listening on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating the Fast Break Podcast. We love and need the support, help us out over there. And if you're feeling generous, go to the onside kick page, the Primetime Podcast page, the Rick and Johnny page, the outside uh, the outcast page isn't up yet, mm-hmm. but also go give them love on YouTube. Most of you guys are already watching on YouTube, so just head over to the page and check out the outcast with Buzz and Juice. Also go check out mostbyel You can find all of our posts. Uh you can also find our store over there and buy a lovely MVP t-shirt. And we're gonna wrap that up with patreoncom podcast. next week we're going to have a double patreon episode yeah. with Jake and Pat and then next week we're going to have Will on for 427 so it's going to be a fun time with those if you want to be on a podcast give your thoughts and talk about your opinions then hit up patreoncom podcast and look at that $10 tier we also have some fun stuff like a video patreon podcast every single month you also have a q a at the five dollar tier but let's move on into the mock draft let's not waste any time because this first segment usually goes for about an hour let's <laughs> do it ricky Give us your one through ten.
1: Well, starting off at number one, the Phoenix Suns. They have the number one pick for now. We'll see after the lottery, but they're going to take DeAndre Ayton. Then at number two, Luka Doncic. He's back up into my top three. Everyone He's can bad. stop freaking out. We got him at seven last time, yeah, particularly. Stop yep. freaking out. He's at two now. Then the Mavericks taking Marvel. Bag- ba- Marvel ba- ba- Bagley. Bagley. <laughs> Marvin Bagley Jesus the third Christ. from Duke. <laughs> then at, what am I on? Four, four. now? Four. I'm losing it here. Triple J. Jaron Jackson Jr., the forward from Michigan State, then at five, Trey Young going to the Orlando Magic, number six, my Bulls taking MPJ, forward out of Mizzou, Kings at seven going Mikael Bridges, three and D guy from Villanova, then Mo Bamba going at eight to the Cleveland Cavaliers, Kevin Knox. Go into the Knicks at 9, and then number 10, 76ers sneak in, and they're taking Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke.
0: David Oster, give us your
2: 1 through 10. All right, my number 1, I've got the Suns taking DeAndre Ayton out of Arizona. Number 2, I've got the Grizzlies going Luka. At number 3, I've got the Mavericks. I don't know I couldn't read that. Mavericks going Marvin Bagley III. 3rd. At 4, I've got the Hawks going Jaron Jackson Jr. Five. Come on, you know me. It's Trey Young. It's going to happen. Number six, I've got the Bulls taking Michael Porter Jr. Like a like a message from God, him yep. showing up to that Bulls game a couple weeks ago. Uh, number seven, I've got the Kings going Mikael Bridges. At number eight, I've got the Cavs going Wendell Carter Jr. At number nine, I've got Miles Bridges to the Knicks. And number ten, I've got a surprise here. I've got Zaire Smith going to the 76ers.
0: That's a jump. First time Zaire Smith has been in the top ten mm-hmm. for any of our— Uh, mock drafts so that's a big name a big move for Zaire Smith and let's jump into my top 10 at number one like Ricky and Dave I have the Suns going DeAndre in the center from Arizona Two, the Memphis Grizzlies going with Luka Doncic just like Ricky and Dave does number three I have the Mavericks going with Jaron Jackson Jr. from Michigan State over the Marvin Bagley picks or the Mo Bamba picks I I know I consistently said Mo Bamba was going to be a Dallas Maverick I think it might not be uh, in the cards now. I think uh, mm. Jaron Jackson Jr. will be uh, a nice fit on Dallas. Four, I have the Hawks going with Marvin Bagley. The third, one thing I want to say: someone uh, said uh, on your big board, mm-hmm. "Oh, you guys are finally showing love for Marvin Bagley." Because I think someone had him yeah. at, in the top five. It's ridiculous. We're not we, just because we put him outside the top five doesn't <laughs> think we're a bad. He's a bad player. I'm uh-huh. sick of getting DMs about Marvin Bagley. <laughs> All right, guys, I love I love that you guys are interacting, but like I don't hate Marvin Bagley. I think he's a good prospect. I have the Hawks going with him at four, five. Uh, Young going to the of Magic, just like Ricky and Dave has him. Then, 6, Bulls going with Mikael Bridges. I was surprised you guys didn't have Mikael no, going take, to the Bulls at I'll 6. Take
1: MPJ, thing. We'll talk about we'll it.
0: Talk, yeah. uh, the Sacramento Kings at 7 go with Michael Porter Jr. from Mizzou. 8, the Cavs going with Mo Bamba from Texas. Number 9, the New York Knicks going with Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke. And number 10, the Philadelphia 76ers going with Miles Bridges from Michigan State University. Again, I love the you know talking to you guys on DMs and Twitter, but like every single comment we have is about mm-hmm. Uh, Marvin Bagley so let's jump in and talk about Marvin Bagley first what makes this guy so compelling what makes him this this polarizing figure well, that if he's not number one you're wrong here, and, if he's, and if he's number one you're also an idiot because Marvin Bagley you know shouldn't be going number one it's Luka Doncic but also feel like Luka you're an idiot this is like the most hate we've ever gotten <laughs> on players even like so if we have you know someone at seven you know mm-hmm. Luka at seven they're like oh that's a great idea and then someone's like oh you guys are morons you never watch basketball and all that this is such a crazy polarizing draft. Yeah. So let's start at one of the guys and Marvin Bagley. What's the reason well, that Marvin Bagley is so polarizing?
1: It's weird because Brandon and I kind of had this discussion, but more focused on Triple J in our recent big board that you guys can check out. But it's it, to me, it comes down to his team was so stacked to where it's like, what is he on its own? Because so many people are going to focus in on just this tournament and look at Oh, when he was out there alone, the team did worse than when Wendell Carter was out there. So, really, Wendell Carter's the guy we should be looking at, right? Like, that's what I've been, like, feeling through this tournament. Because the last tournament game, Wendell Carter sat for a couple minutes and was just baggily out there. Duke didn't look good at all. Wendell Carter comes in, that Duke team got a shot in the arm, got back into the game. I want to say that was the Syracuse game, if I'm remembering correctly, but... That, to me, is the only thing with Marvin Bagley. It's nothing like, oh, he doesn't do this well, doesn't do that well. It's just a, all right, he was so stacked on that team. What is it like where J- Jaron Jackson was him and Miles Bridges? Where I mean, he was yeah, also on a stacked team. Yeah, a stacked yeah, team I mean, point. it wasn't as stacked as Duke. Duke was no, way no more, stacked. Duke too. was way more yeah. stacked than yeah. Michigan State.
2: But as, I see where you're going with that, and i, I just like to contest with uh, he's a terrible defender.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: they literally had to play zone to cover up for his awful defense. So what I would say is that Wendell Carter is a complete big and has a lot of potential as well. And no no mm-hmm. disrespect. Marvin Bagley is just an offensive monster. He has amazing athleticism. He can learn to play defense, maybe. But right now, at this point, he doesn't have a high defensive IQ. But what he does have is a motor that won't quit, mm-hmm. and he has a good shot, a good post game.
0: I was wondering this last night. Mm-hmm. Is Marvin Bagley, and I, and you question me if I'm wrong, it's yep. just a question, is Marvin Bagley a better offensive prospect than DeAndre Ayton?
2: They're
1: close. Yes, I would say so. I don't
2: think so because of the final size. I, I think that just you can't pass up DeAndre Aiden's size makes him a better offensive weapon. Like, statistically, they're very close. But I think offensive skill set-wise, DeAndre Ayton has more potential because of his size.
0: And they're going to be playing the same position because DeAndre Ayton wants to be playing the four, and Marvin Bagley would most likely be playing the four in the NBA. So that's the reason why I bring this up, and we talk about both of them not being great defenders. So that was one thing that I was thinking of last night. It was just like, you know, Marvin Bagley might be more of a fluid athlete, but DeAndre Ayton is a— Brick shithouse. Like this guy's a monster. Um and and we've seen consistently DeAndre Ayton show that he has a jump shot. So it's Mm -hmm. not like you know he he he's losing and and lacking in that department. Marvin Bagley's not afraid to shoot it more, and Marvin Bagley is is more of a you know can take over a game, I think, more just because he has the ability to ball handle a little bit Mm -hmm. more than DeAndre Ayton does. DeAndre Ayton needs a guard to at least set him up a little bit. Uh but I was thinking about this last night, just you know, questioning who is better offensively, because again, the size is obviously a, a big difference and DeAndre Ayton seems more comfortable playing uh, o- offense. It just seems like he's, he's got, you know, he's more of a well-rounded player. But yeah. Marvin Bagley has so many tools that might make him really dangerous and might help him succeed more in the NBA. So that's one thing that I was looking at is, you know, DeAndre Ayton has been number one, I think, in all of our mock drafts. But yeah. still looking at it, I, I don't know if I'm 100% sold on him being number one because now Dave keeps bringing up this thing that the player picked at three is consistently in, <laughs> you know, the top uh, yeah. two of the best players selected in that draft. Um, you know, we, you look back from 2000 on. You know, either the first picks of bus or the second picks of bus, and the third player is always you know better than the first or second player. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm so questioning and looking at, at Dan Rayton, yeah. just trying to question where are the holes. Both guys can't play defense, so what's really setting them apart offensively?
1: The thing though is mm-hmm. bringing that into it. I don't yeah. want to go really into it, but what's interesting is so both of us, all three of us, have either Triple J or Bagley at three. If that three is the one that's going to be the better player. Who's the bust out of one two? Is it Aiton or is it Doncic? I, I think what it you're turns. saying is one of them's going to be a bust. We both have Aiton Doncic. Which one of those two, Luca or DeAndre, will be the bust?
0: Well, that's the thing is I think looking at the I don't know if it means and I'm not bust. bringing this up yeah.
1: just because of everything. No, I no.
0: Luca. I don't know if it's it means bust. It just means who's going to be the who's going to be the worst player <laughs> right. because it, 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 the that whole argument doesn't typically mean bust. Um, but I, I honestly think Luka Doncic is the only player that will not bust in this draft. I, I think mm-hmm. this kid is so well-rounded that he's going to find a way to at least be a starter in the NBA. He, he, might be a the... he
2: could be a starter for like, you know, seven to ten years. That's mm-hmm. the thing. So, I mean, it, like, like you said, bust is a relative word to what we're talking about. And I think that Ayton could be a bust if you consider his, you know, lack of defense. If he just stays unmotivated and not, you know, locked into games, you could consider him a bust. And he could be like... Basically, a shitty version of somewhere between, you know, cat and jaw offensively. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't play defense, he could have like that jaw side of the game. Meanwhile, Bagley, I could see being like his floor somewhere around like be easy. Mm-hmm. Like someone, he's be easy, but with a motor. So that, bigger, a little bit bigger, yeah. But it's just one of those cases where it's like they all have clear flaws in their game. And it just turns into do you think that big men could get injured? And that could end their career real quick. Yeah. Luca is versatile because his game is not based around his athleticism. It's based around him being a well-rounded player. So that's why I agree with Sean.
1: Well, and the thing that I'm looking at kind of going now back to the bigs that we were mm-hmm. saying, because with me, it's I want to bring Triple J into the discussion with Aiton and Bagley. Whereas for me, what Sean said, is Bagley better offensively than Aiton? I would say yes, the mm. only reason I would say yes is, yeah, both can shoot the three, but to me, Bagley shoots it better. Bagley has a better no percentage. One's that. Yeah, I know, but Bagley has a but, better percentage of outside. But the rate is not at, like the thing I look at is the rate of 3s we
0: We're talking big men though. So no, why, why does it like I mean? But download is much better. But
1: if both of them want to be fours, NBA, we're moving towards stretch fours. You've yep. got to shoot that. Three ball and yeah, I know DeAndre Ayton only had this as per 36, but he only had a what seven percent, 7.8 percent three rate or 7.8 three rate. What are you talking about? A three point attempt. He shot 7.8
0: threes in 36 minutes.
1: if I'm reading that right, the three point attempt is that sounds like you're saying he was
0: shooting. 7. Usually, when yeah, I, for three.
1: Usually when I see the <laughs> point I'm talking about the attempt rate is a 0.78 whereas Bagley's is a 1.32. So Bagley is shooting more 3s, but then you look at Jaron Jackson Jr. where he has the better the best three well Oh, he's, he's an right, advanced. That's he's monster. right at the same as Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley is 0.01% better than um, just use the Jaren big numbers. Jaron
0: Jackson shot ninety ninety six threes. But he year. attempts <laughs> way
1: more threes per game at forty one compared to the thirteen number that Marvin Bagley has. So he shoots forty one threes
0: a game? No, it, I'm getting lost so to these stats, for three for, okay, okay, Wait, 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 wait. Let me explain this. I don't think you're doing it right. So I am
1: not. <laughs> that's why I'm explaining this. So the three point attempt rate, the number for Jaron Jackson is .414.
0: That's in thirty six minutes. Yes.
1: Okay. And the one for Marvin Bagley is point one three two. The okay. one for Ayton is point zero seven. Let's let's
0: do this. That's the through, number is bigger the, for Jaron Jackson. Yes. The point. Jaron Jackson shot more threes. Yes.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's Just, what I'm trying to say. You don't to have say. to you, use
0: the numbers. Jaron Jackson in, in in college shot 96 threes <laughs> but like and, for shot 39, Aiton and Bagley was marginal. Yeah. Jaron Jackson shot 96 threes and made thirty nine point six percent of them. DeAndre Aiton shot thirty five and made thirty four point three percent of them, and Marvin Bagley shot fifty eight and shot thirty thirty nine point seven percent of them. So Jaren Jackson shot more threes, but Bagley has the better percentage.
1: Yeah. That's the thing that confuses me is whenever it's like point zero like point one two three, usually they're talking percentages at that point. Right. Usually it's like a percentage and you go a hundred and it's like oh point Three nine zero. It's thirty nine percent.
0: I look at all those numbers, and the thing that really sticks out to me is the free throw percentage, and and that's going to be a bigger indicator Which how you are going to shoot from bad. For, how you are going to shoot from from three. Jared Jackson, he's shooting more threes. He's shooting, clo- you know, I, I think, you know. Close to Bagley's three point percentage number, mm-hmm. but he's well beyond, you know, nearing 80% from three, yeah. fr- the free throw line. So, who's going to yeah. be better three point shooter? It's going to be Jaron Jackson, but mm-hmm. that's not all to an NBA game. And, 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 you know, I think we look at these prospects. Jaron Jackson's probably the best two way player out of DeAndre and Jaron Jackson and uh, Marvin Bagley. Right now, yeah. But, again, it's 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 that potential. What can you grow into? DeAndre Ayton, he might not have been good defensively in, in Arizona, but you still look at him, he's still got length, he's still got quickness. Same with Bagley as well. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson might be more physical, mm-hmm. and he still has that length and quickness, but it's, it's really um, has he hit his peak, or where is Jaron Jackson's peak? So, there's a lot of questions about these guys on what they will, mm-hmm. will develop into, and I think, again, it's going to come down to what Dave said in, in the size of DeAndre Ayton, how big he is, and just the fact that he is bigger um mm-hmm. that he, he's showing that quickness at how big he is that's really the reason why he's been number one so consistently
2: yeah and that's that's the thing like i think we all have obviously all three of these bigs going in the top four and for me the reason the Mavs take bagley over jaron jackson kind of turned into the upside like you said sean it's what do you see their roles to the next level i think jaron jackson jr i'm i'm a bit hesitant at this point to say that he's a guy who's going to play 32 minutes a night i think that you know coming into league he needs to learn how to and again this might be just because it was a michigan state team where he played physical defense but his minutes were very limited because of per game because of his um foul issues and if he can't be on the court that does limit your potential i think he's an amazingly talented young guy but it turns into bagley can give you minutes he can give you scoring he can give you great uh Great moves in transition. I think he comes with a lot of potential. Jaron Jackson could be a guy who's going to be a 25 to 26-minute night guy who Mm -hmm. is great to pair with John Collins on that Hawks team, and you've got your 4-5 locked up for the majority of the minutes, and you are thrilled with that walking away. But just like you said, it's a magic P word. It's potential is there for Marvin Bagley to outshine Jaron Jackson Jr., even though Jaron Jackson looks like the better player right now.
0: I don't disagree. The reason I have Jaron Jackson going to the Mavericks there, though, is just because I think he is great in a secondary role, and you have Dennis Smith Jr. who is the one. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's I, th- I look at him, I saw the year he had this year, I think that he can truly be a one on an NBA team. So you need a guy who's going to be a two, who can be that pair next to him. I think Jaron Jackson's length, defensive, uh, abilities and, and again, his ability to shoot from the outside can be a perfect pair with, with, with uh, Jared, uh, with, uh, I'm sorry, Den Smith Jr., uh, on that team. And I know we talked about Marvin Bagley's fit, and he'll fit well on Matt Maverick's team without mm-hmm. a doubt. Yeah. Um, but I think just having that one two punch of Jaron Jackson's length size. Uh, and defensive ability with the explosiveness that Dennis Smith Jr. might be too much to pass up. And again, the potential. I understand you're saying, you know, 21.8 minutes per game, uh, averaging over three fouls a game for Jaron Jackson Jr. But I don't think it's really uh, a thing where you know he, he needs to build up stamina a little bit. But again, I think it was more about the the style and where he was playing in. I think he can really learn to take away the fouls. He can learn to take away, um, you know, getting in foul trouble. And I think he can play more minutes for his team, possibly top out around you know a 30 per minute. You know, guy and so in, in the NBA. And sort of yeah. um, I mean, this guy isn't out of shape or anything. No. like this isn't this isn't no. a motor question for Jerry. He makes Jackson, you go Jr. hard at the
2: rim, and he punishes you if you don't. That's that's one of the cool things that you like about him. But mm-hmm. at the same time. It's Some of those fouls are stupid fouls at the end of the day. And
0: I think I think you can work that out of a, one of the youngest players in this draft class. So I think that's something where Jackson, he's younger than everyone else, <laughs> and I think he's got that potential to really grow out of the bad habits he has. So that's why I have Jackson at three. I think he's going to be a nice fit with Dennis with Jr. And the Hawks, I think they need more of a go-to guy to be a number one. I think Bagley has shown at Duke that he has that go-to attitude, that he has that you know, killer mentality that he can be the guy with the ball in his hands and not be afraid. That's why I have Bagley uh, at four of the Hawks. I think the fits are, are, are perfect because the Suns need a guy in the middle uh, to really yes. take out and damage and, and just beat up teams. I think DeAndre Ayton can be that Jackson again. I, I kind of talked about it. in Bagley is is the one. Uh, they they could be the probably the biggest one, like the go-to guy um, out of the, all three of these big men. So the Hawks kind of need that. That's why. Any concern Hawks about the John
2: Collins fit with Bagley? Do you think they split time? Do you think they just go small and don't run with the true
0: five? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they will run with the true five because I, I think you look at John Collins. He, he's shown ability um, defensively, and I think he's, that he's athletic. He's too. still a big <laughs> dude too. I mean, he's six eleven. Yeah. I mean, like you're saying, go it small. You still have two dudes six eleven. True. Four and five. So I mean, you're not really. Isn't right, like I it's just like Tristan Thompson. not stereotypical,
2: like, um, you know, rim protector. Yeah. yeah
0: so I, I think that they'll be fine. I, I think Bar- Bagley will fit more at the four, and, okay. and Collins has shown the ability to stretch out a little bit, but not comfortably to that three point line. Right. Uh, but he can really you know work inside you know twenty to twenty to the hoop. So right. I, I think I think Bagley and John Collins could be a real nice pair, especially with Dennis Trader, cool. um Torrey Prince, all those guys. So I, th- I think I think it really lands out nicely for all these big men. Ricky, any thoughts?
1: Well, the thing that the last thing I would say is it comes down to the height as well, where it's like Aiton's obviously the one because he's the tallest, he's got the biggest wingspan. But the other two, it's like, yeah, Jaron Jackson's a little smaller height wise, but Jaron Jackson has the same arm span that Aiton has. Except he's six ten and eight and seven one.
0: Well, I think from me- early measurements, eight might have like an inch on him. Yeah. So I was just going that- off.
1: I was going off a tankathon. Well, well just,
0: just the official yeah. measurements in a couple weeks. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Just throwing that out there because you know one guy you knows know. like Dandray and Jared Jackson. Do they have Jackson's. shoes on? Do they not have Maybe, shoes on? That's not gonna affect wingspan. <laughs> I know.
1: But it comes into measurements. And, uh, do they have shoes? Was he wearing what? What thickness of the sock was he wearing? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> just like shoes with
0: wingspan. Does so he have uh, gloves
1: on and it's like a little thick on the fingertip? Right. Yes. No one's wearing gloves when you're measuring your wingspan. Oh, yeah.
0: uh, but the guy we didn't talk about that much is Luka Doncic going to two with the Grizzlies, but we've mentioned this before. It feels a good fit. It's a good fit. I mean, he's a guy that's just going to be a great all-around basketball player, and, and the Grizzlies, it, it seems like that's been their mentality of get guys who are who are really good at uh, a lot of things and just you know, a Honestly, guy that's it's, superb it's someone, at, at one thing.
2: It, it fits in well. You saw what Tyreek Evans did as a, like... I can give you scoring. I can be a passing wing. I can get some rebounds still. Like, he's exactly in that mold. I mean, I'm not saying he's Tyreek Evans because that's not what I wish for him. But, like, mm. I think that they saw... Was a rookie of the year? I, I, Jesus, don't remind me of that drop-off after that. But I think that what they saw there on how he worked on that team was promising. And Luka could come in in a similar mold and provide, you know, a little bit of everything for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think Luca's going to be fine. I think the Grizzlies, again, it's it's, it's got to play out lottery-wise, but I think if the Grizzlies are there at two and Luca's on the board, there's no way they pass They're happy. him up. Yep. Um, Let's jump into the fun ones, though. Our favorite team, the Magic, the Bulls, and the Kings at 5, 6, and 7. Uh, the Magic, I'll take in Trae Young. Um, I heard that people, you know, are, are, are afraid because, you know, the Magic really like length, but I look at this team, you need a number one, you need a scorer, you need a go-to. Thank you. And I understand that Trey Young has... turned. Turnover issues that he you know had a really rough end of the season. That kid did everything. I mean, mm-hmm. his usage number was everything on Oklahoma. He had a higher usage than Jimmer Fredette, and Jimmer Fredette was playing on BYU. <laughs> I mean, this is a Power Five school, and this kid's getting double teamed forty three percent of the time in his freshman year, and he had that type of year. I understand. Again, I still think the Collins section's a better pro, mm-hmm. uh, has higher pro potential. But you look at Trey Young, and again, the super like. Who I think is going to be a better pro? Colin Sexton. Who I think can be a bigger superstar? It's Trey Young. He already is. It's yep. no doubt about it. Trey Young's going to be taking over Colin Sexton. And I think the magic would be stupid not to take Trey Young because then you're going to be able to pair Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier with a guy who can get those guys the ball and also take scoring pressure off them with his ability to shoot from the outside. He's going to have more guys to rely on rather than that Oklahoma team that really didn't have a go-to mm-hmm. scorer outside of Trey Young. This, this kid can really be the next superstar in, in the NBA. Trey Young at five makes too much sense.
1: As I was hearing you talk just then, the one thing really quickly about the young Sexton that just hit me was I almost want to compare it to when people will compare Darnold and Rosen on the NFL side where it's like Colin Sexton may have the higher floor right now. But Trey Young, to me, might have the higher ceiling where it becomes you like mm-hmm. the superstar thing. And the thing with the magic that I was thinking about with Trey Young is I wasn't even thinking count seconds here. I was thinking, are we going with Michael Porter Jr.? No, I know, Jr. but I'm just saying he's first guard. Yeah, first yeah he's point the guard. point guard. Yeah. Um, but like me, pick-wise, I'm like, do we go with Trey Young? Because honestly, DJ Augustine was pretty good for them this year, but he's not the future. No. Um, we need a point guard that can be our future. Or do we go and get... That small forward, power forward, wherever you well, want to put MPJ at, at the next level. And I want a guy who can score, get people involved. And also, I'm sitting there as a Bulls fan, like, whatever, take whoever you want. I'll take the leftover. The, the
0: thing with that, uh, though, is again, the fit for Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. on Orlando. I don't think it's there because you yeah. talked that he's and probably going to be a four. I ultimately,
1: went with the young. With he,
0: Trey young. He's probably going to be a four in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Aaron Gordon is a four, and he's not a three. They tried yeah. him at the 3 mm-hmm. do didn't work. He's no a great four. Um, you have Jonathan Isaac, who can be the, the the future three, even though the kid's a lanky monster. Yeah. Um, you know, again, like there's there's a lot of length on this team already,
2: and that's why the rumor I kept hearing was like them going after someone like a Mo Bamba here and mm-hmm. moving Vucevic, and mm-hmm. I understand why they could. Think that, but I don't know the oh, market for Boos. They got Biz Biz
1: Mac, Be humble,
2: Bisnick. <laughs> Be humble, boys, boys. Is a game changer. They're a playoff team now. Seventy-two mil. Um, I just don't know what the value for Boos is at this point in time. I don't think it's straight up anymore. It's not uh, Draymond. It's dream up. It's not straight up. I thought mm-hmm.
1: that was always the value. Um, remember, Draymond
2: straight up. I know, I know, boys, but. I just don't know if the value is there, and I don't know who they would look for in free agency to fill in that point guard position. So I think you gotta go for, like you said, John, the guy with superstar written all over him. Even if he busts, he's
0: still going to be off the bench, a good backup point guard. At worst, I, the, I think we, 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 you've been hearing this talk more in the NFL. But uh, you know, you, you hear guys like Quentin Nelson. He's he's an easy double. Don't don't swing for the fences. Hit yep. hit the double. Mm-hmm. Orlando, swing for the fucking fences. You need to at this close point. your eyes and swing and take a shot Just with Trey Young. I think one thing with Bamba too. Um, again, that's a lot of defense there with mm-hmm. him and Jonathan Isaac. You need a scorer. Yeah. And I know Fournier is putting up near twenty points per game, but you need a second guy Who on the team. Who puts the bucket? In the, the the in the basket. The bucket in the basket? You the bucket it. in the basket. <laughs> the bucket in the basket. The bucket in the basket. The ball who's the guy who puts the ball in the basket. It's yeah. Young. It's an easy pick.
1: Yep. Let me throw this out there. What if we maybe see, and I don't know if the value would be there. I don't know how crazy this sounds, so you guys will tell me. What if they try to all right, we'll take Trey Young at five, then move like a Vucevic for maybe like the Clippers, try to get their twelve, no. their thirteen no. or no. somewhere yeah. there so that they can get not Mobamba but like a Mitchell Robinson and no. come away with this draft with a guard and a big and still
0: move Vucevic. Vucevic ain't worth a 12 or 13. I'm just asking, Sean. <laughs> no. try I to mean, move if it. Nico is worth, you know, a late one. That was desperate playoff move. I I, I don't
2: disagree. I'm just saying. That was like, also a late one. I I am in the realm of I don't know what his value is. Like, like I said, Vucevic could be worth something. He could be worth a backup. He could be worth, you know, a flat out like. But Nico is one of
0: the best shooters from three at the four. That was a perfect pairing with Anthony Davis. Absolutely. Vucevic can't play defense. He's not even that good offensively. He's not good. He's decent offensively. You have to admit, like, he's. he's, But when you get that many shots with Orlando, (laughs) how good are you? Like, I don't know what Nikola Vucevic (laughs) is Is worth. But I don't think he's worth a 12 or 13. I think it's probably both. Do you think that
2: Orlando would be confident enough to trade back a little bit because (laughs) you don't think Trey Young will be picked up Mm -hmm. by a team like the Bulls, Kings,
0: or Cavs? Um, The Kings won't take him. I don't think because they just got Darren Fox and Buddy. Well, Hill. he didn't have right. that. Uh, he didn't
1: have that good of a tourney. and
2: Frank Mason actually a pretty good game. Well, yeah, game, but his Brown. team
1: screwed him over. He, he didn't make a he didn't make a far enough splash for the Kings to but like five him, Five, five seems a little. I high joke, for Trey
2: Young sometimes. I mean, you, you see him mocked anywhere from five to thirteen out there. So yeah, thirteen's ridiculous. I know. I think it's. I'm five, five to his range is seen. five to nine. Five to nine? Okay. So you think they're just happy? I don't happy. think he slips past They're next. taking him at five, mm-hmm. and that's their move.
0: I think, again, I think you just got to just take the guy that's going to have, have the, the the biggest star potential. Well, just stop fucking around.
1: We make the joke all the time. How many starters do you have? This guy could get all those starters involved on the court. It's you true. can't have 11 out there at one time, but the four that you have with him can get everyone involved and hit them with passes.
0: And I think with the Magic, again, if you know this is the guy you're taking, like if you're just mm-hmm. moving down to take Trey Young, just take Trey Young. Don't, yeah. don't 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 play games. Don't, don't try play to be greedy. Because what if the Clippers want them? The Clippers have two picks. Move mm-hmm. up, boom. Suns have a couple picks. Yeah, like like again, like if they need a point guard. They and we hear that one. That's before? the <laughs> thing. It's just like you know, if if, if they want to make that splash. Yep. You know, just take them. Just take them. Don't don't fuck around. Don't take I? them. Uh, and again, I know there's a lot of length, and, and Magic has consistently drafted length um, and gone after length, Bismack, and all that stuff. But I, I think that they're not going to go with Mobamba. I think they'd be stupid to go with Mobamba. To be honest, join with the so, club. Uh, Trey Young going to the Magic. All right, let's move into our favorite team. Well, your guys' favorite team, the Chicago oh, yeah. Bulls, picking at number six. Well, at least slotted to have the six best. Number one pick, to it. Get the number one pick. Yep. Uh, but the Chicago Bulls at six. You guys have them going. MPJ. Thoughts? Why?
1: This is one where, so for me, I would be happy with either Mikhail or Michael Porter. Like, I'm happy here with three players. Trey Young, Porter Jr., Mikhail Bridges. Give me any of those guys, I'm happier than a pig and slop. We got a guy that can help this team. The thing that I, the reason why I picked Porter over Bridges, though, is, yeah, some people may say Ricky, but he's injured. My answer to you is how did that work out for the 76ers? You take the guy with the best potential on the board. I don't care if he plays next year. We'll be in this spot next year to get another top ten pick. And when he comes back, hopefully that potential's there because This kid, if he was healthy, would have been a in the top three discussion if he played all year.
2: Million percent agree. Like this is this isn't even a question for me. Like I I like Mikael Bridges. I think he is being over mocked because of how successful his team had played in the tourney. Um, Winning at all. He's a great three and D player. Like no no denying that. But can he be the guy on the team? I don't Mm -hmm. think so. I don't think that's ever going to be his role. Michael Porter Jr. In high school, was the guy on his team, Michael Porter Jr. In college, we got robbed of that. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to see. But, oh, go ahead.
0: I go. mean, when he came back, they changed that team for Michael Porter Jr. But I mean, like, they that, how much was, practice did 60, they have going no, in? No, but, but what I'm saying is like
1: 65 confident
0: in that back. No, bag. But, but, uh, guys, you're 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 taking what I'm saying the wrong way. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He came back, and that team changed for him. Yeah, I know. He was he was that big of a, yeah. a name, that right. big of a force that that teamed changed the way they played Mm -hmm. for Michael Porter Jr. because they knew he was the best player on the floor at 65%. Right. So, like, you can say we were robbed of that, but we even saw glimpses of that. That yeah. he was the best player on the team. That mm-hmm. team changed to Michael Porter Jr.'s team, even though you know all their guys, Cassius Robinson, all that guys were popping off. His brother Johnson John was pop, popping off, uh, yeah. you know, lighting it up from three. Michael Porter came back, not a hundred percent, and still took over that team. Still got, still, got the still, looks, was still got the shots. Seen as the guy.
2: Yeah. No, I I just think that he has so much potential. He can be uh, an amazing scorer. I really do think that it's one of those situations where. We got If if this lands like it does, you know. for now we'll say it does, we got lucky that he fell to us. We got lucky mm-hmm. that he got injured because, like Kirk is saying, there was a chance that, he, Sean, you were still pressing as, as much as the 3.0, yeah. that he was still a top-three talent in this draft. So it's crazy that we would be able to get him at 6.
0: I think it just depends on the way he performs at the combine. If he has a nice combine, I think he'll move up in my boards. But I look at him, he just looks so just... just duck in the mud playing out there. And again, I know he wasn't 100%, but it's just like how much can you get back to 100%? Will he right. ever be 100% again? That's the biggest questions I have. So if he comes back at, at the combine and pops off and looks healthy, looks mobile, looks fluid, looks you know easily shifting back and forth on his hips, then maybe this will be something different. He's got a lot of time to get there too because you know draft combine is until what June or late May. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be something big for him is that draft combine. But I'm not ready to put him there and, and and be able to say, you're ready to go. Because also with that bulls fit, where does he play? He, you roll him out the three. So you're going to put that guy yeah. at the three, even you, though he, he doesn't. Even if he's a little just, slow. Until
2: he looks really slow. We'll, we'll see threes. when he looks healthy. That's the thing is we watched him play when he wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. He hadn't been in plain shape, obviously. So I think that you give him the off season to get back into game shape. I have no problem rolling him out of the three. Plus,
1: let's be completely honest: we don't know exactly what we're going to do with Rolo. Could move him, slide Lori, Lori to the five, and then move
0: Porter to the four. I mean, I, got, I know it's positional basketball. Yeah, I know. Lori Markin at the five. Oof.
1: Yeah, but we're not looking at him to be like a traditional center. We're just like, looking at him to be—he's a tall guy that plays center. I mean, there's not there's
0: not a lot of defense happening there though with Lori and MPJ. I don't think no. we're
1: looking for the a defensive team. We're I, looking I for spacers they, and shooters. Yeah, he's, he's, I think so he's going to be through the new
0: Denver Nuggets and just shoot the ball and sure. not play defense. I don't know. Like it worked. It almost worked nice. out for them this year. They're yeah, silly. but they had a dynamic player, in Nikola Jokic. Who's your Nikola Jokic? I mean, I'm not saying they're they're not
2: the same type of player, but mm-hmm. Larry can be the you know kind of a polarizing player out there.
0: Can he be Yo- Nikola Jokic? You no, know, uh, dropping but, dimes but like can that. Be Dirk, I've never. But se- can be Dirk on the outside. But like, why is my voice this high? I don't know. But like, Nicole Jokic is I'm a wizard. Out I
2: there. No, no, that's what I'm saying. They're not the same type of player. We don't have anyone who can distribute the ball as well as him. No. But what we do have, your is... your point guards can't even do that. Yeah, no, we no we can't. Uh, but what he can do is stretch the floor out in a unique way that not many <laughs> bigs can. So I'm just saying that like I don't think he's gonna. I think he'll be at the four. I think uh, Porter will be at the three. I think okay. we'll roll the lap. It'll be big. It doesn't matter. We will be thrilled with him to land to the Bulls.
0: So your five would be Chris Dunn at the one, two would be Zach, Zach yep. three would be MPJ, four yep. would be uh, Lori. Lori, and then your five would be... Rollo. Rollo. Keep and Yeah,
2: until our next pick. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then, Ricky, you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. Okay. All right. I'm going Mikael Bridges because he's not injured. He <laughs> fills a position that you guys need at the three. Um, so you're going to have Chris Dunn, uh, Zach Levine, Mikhail Bridges, Lori Markkinen, Rollo. That's a pretty nice thing. Like and, I said, anyway, you, you, I'd be happy with that, too. You don't have the star potential in in uh, Mikael Bridges as you do Michael Porter Jr., but Mikhail Bridges is a fucking phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. That guy is going to be not maybe an all-star, but he's going to be consistently a great starter in the NBA. And I don't think there's a lot of bust on him. I think it's very similar to the Luka thing. He fits a role, a mold in the NBA, and as long as he's hitting but his we don't shots— we need
2: a role player. We need a dude who can be the guy.
0: But the thing is, is that I think that you have— Four guys in Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, Mikael Bridges, and Laurie Markin were all very solid starters. And I know Zach Levine didn't look that good this year. No, we but didn't. again, he's still very young. Chris Dunn, still very young and showed mm-hmm. very... I mean, I think he's probably older than Zach Levine, but like again, <laughs> Chris Dunn still getting used to the NBA game, and before he broke his face open, he looked really good out there. It's pretty good. So again, Lowry still young. This is still a team that is very young out there. And by I the think way, that, not
2: correcting Lowry is the hardest thing I've ever had to do for an entire segment. But I, I just gotta stop here.
0: You'll have four players that are really good starters. So I think I think that's something that the, the Bulls. But will do have. you
2: take a top six pick for a? for a really good starter or do you take it for a star, Sean? We just had this discussion about a the star. magic. You, you want the magic to swing for the fences because you know because they've not they had a star. They've got four they haven't had a really good players.
0: Dwight Howard. And even then, like, even, like, and then... We haven't had a star since that other guy named Mike. Uh, Derrick Rose. <laughs> nah, I know. I know. I'm just saying a Mike and a Mike and a Chicago. Yeah. Gotta- also, Jimmy Butler was a star.
2: Yeah, I mean he he he's a one A.
0: So Jimmy Butler or is, he is a one B. We're not having that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose. I know. You guys are stars. I know. Uh, we're having fun, man. Let's move on to the 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 Kings now at seven. I am going Michael Porter Jr. again. Uh, I think his potential is, is too much to pass up at that point. And the Kings have a lot of young players where they can take that risk. That's why I have Michael Porter mm. Jr. going there is because they have Harry Giles, Scale, our whole team's We're just yeah. shitty, but you, they have like fifteen oh, guys that, that are still young. Like, they, got, they were dumping off players. They dumped off their 13th pick in Mikhail, Mikhail Richardson. Uh, Malachi? Malachi? Malachi, fuck. Yeah, it's because it's hard Richardson. to get excited about Malachi Richardson. Um, you know, he looks like you a who No, but the, going, those are two first-round picks, and they just were like, oh, we have too many players, so we got cut you. It. know who's going to be the pick here, right? Who? He's
1: a player that is, yay, played in college, but he's from overseas, had a really good tournament. Mo Wagner to the Kings, man. It's all lining up. You know what?
2: It's, sort of it's all sad, lining right? up. <laughs> he did declare and get an agent.
1: Uh-huh. I'll <laughs> line up had a really Sean, good tournament he Sean is from to overseas right <laughs> the Kings are gonna go Mo Wagner this, I would
0: not I would go this Mikhail joke Bridges two track. years ago <laughs> but he could line up
1: that's why you're no, giving me that low. no they're not that stupid <laughs> I, I think they're oh, they go 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 with with who, they'll go with a guy they'll go with a guy who they took Pebble the, John they'll, they'll go, go with a guy, guy who had a great the, the, of the guy whose
0: team didn't lose by 10 points. Won every game by 10 or more but points. But made
1: it to the championship.
0: Great. You have I do. Punches. And the That's reason why mean. is
1: kind of the same thing as you. They I want, They need a three. Mikhail's the best three out there. And he fits the role of, all right, buddy, heel, whoever you guys want can be the actual star. I'll be out here on the wing. I'll play good defense. I'm going to hit some threes. I'm just going to be a good player for you guys.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I don't think they knew him. They've got good depth at point guard. They've got good depth at the two. They could use a three. Right now the four is up for grabs, let's be honest. Like, they
0: have a lot of fours, though.
2: They have a lot of them, but it's it, no one's separated themselves out yet. I mm-hmm. think we're all excited to see a healthy Harry Giles next year. Mm-hmm. We expect him to be a monster, but Scal's still doing okay. Willie Cauley at the five is the question mark because half people love him, half people think he's going to be gone. I don't know what Kings fans are doing with him, mm-hmm. so... I think you got to go three of the five, and right now the three just seems like you're in, you're in heaven right there.
0: Yeah, I, I think that if Mikhail's there and Michael Porter Jr. is not, uh, you know, Kings will go with him. But again, my my draft doesn't lay out that way, so the Bulls take Mikael Bridges and then go with Michael Porter Jr. Eight the Cavs, again, so weird seeing them in the top ten as they just picked them in the playoffs to win yep. the NBA Finals. Uh, and now they're going to add Mo Bamba for me. Uh, you need a five, you need a guy who's going to be a rim protector, pairing him with Kevin Love, going to be absolutely disgusting. Mo Bamba to the Cavs, I think, is a perfect fit.
1: No, this is exactly it. You get that defensive big down low, like... Barring LeBron stays, your lineup stays the same. And it's like, all right, Kev, we're going to put you back at the four. Mo's there to be our defensive stopper down low. And TT, uh, with all the drama that you had, uh, we're just going to push you onto the bench and then eventually push you out the door. Yeah, I mean, the problem is TT's contract, yeah, really. Yeah, that's but why.
2: I've got him going with, again, a, a well-rounded defensive big. I think that, well, Mobamba has the, eth- the weird physical body. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, he's, his arms can reach the floor while he's standing up. Yeah, It's disgusting. But Wendell Carter Jr. has a all-around game. Is a, he already knows how to play next to a four who doesn't play great defense. I think he slides right into this scheme. I think that you he's. knocking Caleb's pick. defense, Dave? Yeah, we all are knocking <laughs> Caleb's defense.
0: Uh, I will say he had that one great play. He had well, one, great play. That one great play. He, he earned, him, all he he earned that ring. He earned
2: that ring. But Wendell Carr Jr., there's been a lot of interesting comparisons to him coming out, uh, matching a young Al Horford mm-hmm. as far as their capabilities hmm. on the floor, what they can bring to the team. I think that he would be an ideal fit for this Cavs team.
0: Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. But so so, Wendell is a better fit, and that's why you have him going over Mo Bamba.
2: I I don't like Mo Bamba's all around game. I think that Mo has a lot of potential. But I think Wendell Carter fits a Cavs timeline. So it's for keeping m- LeBron James in the championship hunt because so it's he is because he's piece. so raw. It's yeah. because Mo's so raw. It is. I, I think Mo can't help a team compete for a championship in the next two years.
0: So mm-hmm. if it wasn't the Cavs taking here, and it was just a team, I would that be more needed-
2: inclined. But I've been low on Mo the whole time. Okay, like you guys know this. I uh, th- yeah, I, I, I mean, got ripped on it, but you again, he's Mo not your top, the top
1: ten, 10 yep. last time. too. So. And
2: I've got him outside again. I just don't. I, I don't see the. Massive upside of going for a defensive star. I've seen what Rudy Gobert can do. I can see how he changes the game. I don't think he's
0: just a defensive star, though. That's that's why. But I think that's the he's difference. I mean, yes,
2: eight. if he continues to develop his offensive game, uh, it Add be that three ball. Add the three ball and, and his shot. But again, it's he will never be a one in my mind.
1: He will never yeah, be no,
2: able to take over games. Mm-hmm. So I'm going for fit. But if I'm going for all-around talent, like Wendell, lower upside, higher floor. That's all it comes down to.
0: Mm -hmm. And for the Cavs, again, they need someone... Uh, in their, their expedited yeah. timeline, I, I I see where you're coming from. Again, I, I like the Wendell Carter fit there. Um, again, it's just it's really same about If you about take that. away
2: the team, I'm I'm I would probably go Bamba because of the potential.
0: I think it's something though that again with Marvin Bagley, very polarizing player. Either you love him, you mm-hmm. think he's gonna be the best player in the draft, or you think he's again a good player, but probably doesn't have an Not NBA the modern fit. NBA, yeah. Where you look at Mobamba, Mobamba, he's either someone's third best player or he's like 12. Where you yep. have him, like there's there's no really middle. Ground uh, for Mo because you either see a ton of potential in the size and the athleticism, or you see a lot of work to do. Uh, let's new, now move new to the uh, New York Knicks, though. I am going Wendell Carter Jr. We talked about this uh, last week, uh, where I think he fits really nicely at the five spot uh, next to KP, mm-hmm. yeah. next to Frank, next to Tim Hardaway Jr. I think it's a really nice fit. And with Michael Porter Jr., Mikhail Bridges, Trey Young off the board, I think Wendell Carter is the, the right choice there for the Knicks. I think he's going to be easily uh, a nice slide in and fit for the New York Knicks at nine.
1: No, for me it was Kevin Knox where it's like I looked at their roster and I'm like, you know what, where every player is gone yet, the three, yet again, another three to where I'm like, you know what, let's go with him. Plus I was kind of diving into the comments and uh, on our Knicks video, we had Mm -hmm. a recent one from Boogeyman where he said, I'm surprised the lack of love for Knox yeah, he's a bit behind the other three, but he has the most upside, and that's the thing with the Knicks right now. Yeah. KP, sti- like KP, is there, but he's still developing. Frank is obviously developing. Mm-hmm. If it's gonna take a guy that's three years, I would still go with a Kevin Knox here because of the upside that he can bring.
0: What what upside do you see in Kevin Knox though? Because I don't know about that whole upside thing. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I, I, I get it. He's very raw. Um, he's a he's a he's a you know a raw kid. He, he had a decent three point shot, but. I don't know if he's going to develop into a star. I don't know if he's going to develop into that next-level guy where Wendell Carter, again, like Dave said, he might not be a next-level guy, but he's going to be a decent starter, without a doubt in my mind. So that's why I think he's a a better fit. And I think with the Knicks, again, you're getting a new head coach in there that's obviously going to play into the factor with the picks, uh, as the fire Jeff Hornacek, but um, I think this is something where you need to at least hit a double because you have Kristaps Porzingis, Mm -hmm. you have Frank you need to be able to secure that their future is going to be in the playoffs and not picking at the top 10 again. I think Wendell Carter will help you get back to the playoffs rather than possibly just gambling at a guy who's very raw. I think there's a lot of raw players already on this Knicks team get a guy that's already solidified.
1: Well, and the thing that I kind of think back to is also it depends on who they get to be their coach. That's true. Right there now could we don't be. Know. Someone comes in, maybe then Kevin Knox doesn't fit that coach's play style or what but he I mean, wants to run.
2: If but you think he's so raw, he can be molded to whatever. I mean, yeah, he has I the mean, physicals to be a NBA level small forward. Nobody's well, going to argue that. Yeah. And
0: also, perfect the, body, great athleticism.
1: The yep. thing that I kind of think of is look at the team that he is coming from. He's coming from a Kentucky team where. It wasn't, like, Kentucky to me it wasn't that one team where it's like, they've got Kevin Knox, and that's who they've got. He's the main go-to guy. No, they had him, they had Shea Gilders, they had a collection of guys, they had Diallo to where it's like, you know what, it, it's not just one guy. Yeah, he's not a first-round talent anymore in our mock drafts, but... That to me is also, he's not going to be the number one on the Knicks. So that's why if I'm the Knicks, I wouldn't hesitate to take him at number nine, I think it is.
2: Yeah, I mean, you do have him nine. I've got him going with Miles Bridges. I think similar scenario, but this is a guy who's proven it. He came back to college for one more year. Question marks about the cash reasoning be beside that. But. Surprised he didn't come
1: back for year three because he didn't win it. Honestly, I like, thought he really wanted to win that title, man. Yeah, yeah, he really wanted to win. Not two years enough. I Only think one, there's
0: a three lettered agency that kind of pushed him <laughs> out a little bit. Mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> not saying anything, Noah Conley, that <sighs> he did take money, but maybe. If he did, whatever. Also, point, it seems like there's a lot of scumbags coming out of MSU because apparently, like, three uh, some reporter said that uh, now MSU, three players from the MSU football or basketball team. Yeah, uh, there's like, a lot of question marks uh, out there. Uh, raped her back in 2015, so now you also have mm-hmm. the Larry and Star stuff. So I think it's, yeah. it's probably the right time, time for Miles to get out, out of But I thought he really
1: yeah. wanted to win that title. Just But you mm. know what? He,
2: Regardless of him not winning that title, he still was a very good player this year. He was a very good player last year. Oh, he was the man can, for that
1: Michigan State He team.
2: continued to develop his game. His three-point percentage shot went down a little bit, but his volume stayed about the same. I think that was more so because of the way the team played, rather than like he's he took a step back mm-hmm. massively because he didn't. He's got a good body, he's got great size. I think he would be an excellent addition to this Knicks team. He he's a good fit because he doesn't have to come and start right away, but he's got an NBA ready body at this point in time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's something where Bridges again he doesn't have that athleticism that Kevin Knox has, but he's just a well I think it, player.
2: Again, it's it might be a little bit of a reach for him because he mm-hmm. does like his upside. I still think is very high, but yeah. I think other people see him because he's a second year player, he's instantly a knockback on him.
0: Well, I look at him too, it's just like I don't know if he needs to lose weight, if he's just like he is he's got a very weird body size. I don't know if you, if you guys see it I mean, that he's too. like 6'7"
2: 230. So yes, yeah, he, he, he is he's a
0: big dude, but I don't know if it's muscle or if it's like <laughs> he needs to, you know, start working out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's something that 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 worries me cuz like then, you know, if it's not you know if you're not really restricting yourself and you're not really on the right diet, right. then that might lead well, that, to other problems on the floor. If you might not be really well, we've restrained seen what in that conditioning
2: ways. can do. I mean, yeah. when Jokic came in the league, like the dude was just chugging down Coke and pizzas like left and right. Like he didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like that was his diet. Marcus, he just, Salt, too, he did it. Marcus, Salt, Well, look at like, so many even of these say guys.
1: Joel. Joel Embiid, Joel
2: Embiid
0: was, was a, like a twig. Yeah, he yeah I know. Coming that boy in, had no was a muscle. twig. And now, he... now it's like
1: he looks like a man out there. But that was... He's more than a man. <laughs> but that's, that's something <laughs> <laughs> that
0: That's why, again, looking at Obama, I know this is totally different. Mm-hmm. But that's why I look at You I see the upside, up, yeah. I yeah. see the upside.
2: I, I think more. I think Bridges can build up that muscle. He can get into great shape on an NBA team for, you mm. know, a whole season.
0: I'm not saying he's out of shape. You were the guy me, who was
2: the biggest fan of him last year. I am. You I I have player. him
0: going at 10 right now to the 76ers, so we'll talk about it. <laughs> there you him. go. I think that Miles Bridges is still, again, a great player in the NBA. I'm not saying that he's not going to be. I'm just throwing out things. We can't just talk positively about everybody. That's boring. Mm. I know. So I look at him, and, and again, he's going to be a situation that he doesn't need to produce right away. Um, if slip slipping up, he steps right in, and it's going to be very similar spots. He's going to be asked to be a spot up shooter could be a, a pretty decent defender. I think he could be a really nice 3 and d player and work yeah. off Rocco. I think the Philadelphia 76ers, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with all their picks. But, I mean, this is a team that was just picked by Ricky Whitmer to go to the NBA Finals. Uh, and now,
1: Spoilers. What if they came to this first? Well, that's their fault. <laughs>
0: Spoilers. Um, if they stayed for 46 minutes, oof, I don't <laughs> think they're going to be listening to the 55 minutes on the NBA yeah, playoff Yeah, because they love us, Sean. Anyways, uh, <laughs> again, this is a team, if they go to the NBA Finals, they're able to add Miles Bridges. Insane. Uh, but yeah, I think Miles Bridges can be a nice fit. He already feels like he fits into this team. Uh, maybe they look at the two guard to, to get a better shooter mm-hmm. uh, to fill that role if JJ Redick leaves, but there isn't a two to fit there. So uh, they'll go Miles Bridges and get it back up to Roko. Well,
1: and another thing with the Sixers, I know we'll talk about it later, is they do have another pick. Mm-hmm. But I look at this, and to me, it came down do I go Miles Bridges? Because, I mean, small forward, you can fit some guys there, but really it's like Roko or maybe Saric. Then I look at the bigs. Not high on Amir Johnson, not high on Holmes. Well, Amir
0: Johnson isn't going to be on the— Exactly. He's <laughs> up at the right end of joke. the year.
1: Yeah. Um, so same with, like, Richard Holmes. He's got a club option. And then um, Ilya Sova has still got the cap hold for next year. I think Wendell Carter is the pick. If he is still there at 10, get a guy who can play the 4, play the 5, be that all-around big that Dave talked about earlier. Yeah, that means you might have to pass on a Miles Bridges because he's still on my board there. But I would value that Wendell Carter pair him up with Joel Embiid rather than pass on him and go with a Miles Bridges with all the guards and wings you have, anyways.
0: And Dave, we talk about the guards and wings that they have. You talked that they needed a five before the podcast. Mo Bamba's on the board, they built up Joel Embiid to a monster. But, but who'd you go with that? They're going Zaire <laughs> Smith. Look, you don't take your net, your, your last Ugh. best
2: draft pick that you're going to get for the next question mark years uh-huh. and go ahead and use on a guy who's going to be a backup.
1: Screw that. Unless they're, they get the number one pick, they just go eight. Well, yeah. yeah. But no, the thing is... I'm saying like, that's this, the only playoff other best team, pick they There's get. no
2: reason to believe that they're going to slow down in the next five years, so uh-huh. this will be their last best pick on paper. Um, I just think that... This is a guy in Zyra Smith who we watched play in multiple positions throughout the year because this Texas Tech team was lacking. They had some injuries. He went anywhere from two through four, guarded guys across the board. His physicals are insane. He can just absolutely stuff people. He can go and transition and play amazing transition defense. Offensively, he's okay to decent, but if he continues to develop, and guess what? He can because they're the freaking 76ers, and they can develop shooters— I just think that you take a guy with upside, with the physicals, with every reason to go after it. Because, again, last best chance. So he's your
0: future, too, is what you're saying. He's
2: your future, like Swiss Army knife, pretty much.
0: Okay,
1: and if not, just redshirt him. What Joel redshirted, Ben Simmons redshirted. He's not Mar- injured. Markel almost redshirted. Like Markel almost <laughs> redshirted. It's like I don't th- It's a 76er like- way of like just sit out. I don't but care if you're. in I don't nerd, even just think sit you need
2: out. like it's one of those situations where he can get time and develop because there's so many mm-hmm. contracts that they have that are going to be clearing up. So I just think that he is a guy who has some of the highest upside left and can fill a role for their future team moving forward with heavy minutes.
0: This is just my opinion. Yep. Mm-hmm. The 76ers if Mo Bamba's still on the board. Take It'd be stupid to pass him up. <laughs> I understand what you're yep. saying that like, you know, you don't want to take a big man and guys going to be a backup. Yep. But also I, if Mo Bamba's able to develop and be able to turn into a monster, you can move him. And you can get more value or than Zaire Smith could ever beat, bring.
2: can keep getting injured, then you have your replacement right there. I agree the logic's there. I just think that it turn it makes a statement about Joel Embiid. If they go ahead and take another center at this point
1: in time, it means they don't have confidence in him,
0: and they sign him to the contract. But also, like you look at the four, and like do they need Dario? Maybe they move Dario. And they oh, can, you shut your <laughs> horse! No, I'm just saying, like like they have so many they have so many players that they can move. I don't think it's it's just about call acid. Jake. I think it's just something about I think it's just something about asset building, and, and you're just picking got, the guy with the well, most. Here's p- the thing: so, the most picks, and and he'll be a bigger asset. Like, that's that, that's, mm-hmm. that's why I'm thinking it's in the 76ers realm. I don't think it's something that's like, oh, that's a statement about Joel Embiid. No, Joel Embiid's going to be their starting center. And, yes, he might not be healthy, but still, you're not planning on him not being healthy. You just signed him to a max extension.
2: Right, but you're figuring the fact that they have two draft and stash players from the last couple of years in Matthias Lasort and and Bolden, mm-hmm. who are both playing really well over in Europe. So you have those guys you can pull over if you need that depth at power forward. I just think that because of that, they're going to go ahead and go for, like you said— I wouldn't disagree with the Mobamba pick here. I'm just going for this would fit their wing depth. He could play defense on two through four. It's exactly what they're looking for. He's a decent offensive player who can develop into a much better one. That, that's all I'm aiming at.
0: Again, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with the wing selection. It's just the fact that Mobamba. is still, still there. available, and I, I love an Mobamba. Yep. So that's the only reason why. Fair all right. enough. We're wrapping it up. 1 through 10 this has been like 50 minutes of awesome podcasting. It's awesome But it's we still awesome. have you know two more segments to go but anyways let's move into the second segment we're gonna be talking 11 through 20 if you're joining us on YouTube don't forget to check out the 1 through 10 that was a whole hour of goodness Hell over yeah. there this is our 4.0 we got two more mocks coming out after this we got our 5.0 after the last drop, mm-hmm. draft lottery is set we'll be doing a lotto only and we'll be doing our sixth and final one uh I think two weeks before a week before uh the NBA draft but let's finish up the 4.0 11 through 10 And Ricky Widmer, take it through. Take us through yours.
1: Starting out with the Hornets. It's weird. Their first time out of the top 10 in our mock draft. Got them going. Miles Bridges, the forward from Michigan State. Then the Clippers, one of their two picks. This is via the Pistons. Taking Colin Sexton, point guard from Alabama. Then the next pick, they take Mitchell Robinson. He's had a huge jump in mind. They take the center from high school. Well, not college. Then Lonnie Walker to the Nuggets. The guard from Miami of Florida. Robert Williams going to the Wizards at 15. One of my favorite point guards in this draft shake, Gilgis Alexander, point guard from Kentucky, going to the Suns. Then the Suns take Zana Musa from overseas. Kyrie Thomas going to the Spurs. Hawks then taking Anthony Simmons. And then Zaire Smith, who Dave just talked about in the first segment, finishing out Big going to, to d- the Indianapolis
0: Pacers. Big duck.
1: Indianapolis, because that's where they play.
0: I do. At <laughs> Bankers Fieldhouse <laughs> That you was just, painful You just looked at <laughs> me like Why did you say Well, like though. I <laughs> was ready to go to Dave and you are like Finishing Indianapolis, Indianapolis Pacers
2: Indianapolis
0: David Oster, take us through your 11 through 20
2: Alright, I've got the Hornets going with Callan Sexton at 11 The Clippers going to take Muhammad Bamba Finally at 12 Finally finally. finally. Uh, the Clippers second pick They're going to go after uh, Shea Alexander At 14, the Nuggets are going to take Kevin Knox 15, Robert Williams Going to the Wizards 16, with the Suns' first pick, they're going to take Mitchell Robinson. 17, they are going to take Jontae Porter. Jontae? At 18, I've got the Spurs going with Zan and Musa. At number 19, I've got the Hawks taking Anthony Simmons. And 20, the Pacers from Indianapolis (laughs) taking (laughs) Kata Bates down.
0: All right, my 11 through 20, Hornets going with Colin Sexton. 12, the Clippers going with Shea Gildress Alexander. 13, the Clippers going with Kevin Knox. 14, the Nuggets going with Zan and Musa. 15, the Wizards going with Robert Williams. 16, the Suns going with Jontae Porter. 17, the Suns going with Aaron Holiday. 18, the Spurs going with Anthony Simmons. 19, the Hawks going with Zaire Smith. And number 20, the Pacers going with Melvin Frazier from Tulane, making his debut on our mock drafts. The biggest thing I want to talk about, I know this wasn't uh, highlighted, we're going off script here. Uh, Dave, you, I just realized, you have the the Clippers going with Mo Bamba and Shea Gilgis Alexander. That is a monster a A A A plus 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 draft for the Clippers. That's insane, right there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you get the value of getting Mohammed Ma- Bamba at twelve, take it by by all means. He is your DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. Done, great. You, you, you're awesome. But guess what? We got we got Bamba coming in. Like that's just the perfect way to continue your defensive big down low. And then you've got your point guard of the future there. I mean, you've already got scoring from other guys on that team. So I just think that two young players with massive upsides. Shea really climbed the boards late in the year. His performance in the tournament was spectacular. I think that just those two pairing would be ideal for this Clippers team moving forward.
0: Yeah, he isn't a great uh, shooter, but, I mean, everything else is is there for the kid. He's yep. got wingspan. He's got defensive abilities. Shoot. I mean, he, he's, he's, he just looks like an absolute monster. And those, those two seem like a disgusting... Uh, pair, But let's jump into the teams that we want to talk about. We haven't talked a lot about the Nuggets, the Spurs, and the Pacers. So let's talk about that 14th pick. I had him going with Zan Musa, uh, the international forward. Ricky, you had him go with Lonnie Walker, the guard. And then Dave, you had him with Kevin Knox. So that's a big fall for Kevin Knox. Let's jump over with that. Um yeah really like the fit for kevin knox but i mean that's a big fall for kevin knox 14.
2: it's very hit or miss because it depends on how much you believe in kevin knox what you saw at kentucky do you feel like he was properly utilized do you think like he should be a guy who needs to be the point of the team like he needs to be the guy on a team or is he more of a role player what we saw a lot of the time at kentucky was him sliding out of the spotlight and i think that 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 could work for this nuggets team and, and their advantage because they're getting a guy with the athletics to play small forward. They're getting a guy with a shot that looks pretty good. I think the potential is there, but there's a reason he's not a top 10 pick in my mind. That's because he hasn't proved it yet. He hasn't proved to anybody that this guy should be a top 10 pick. I think that what you're getting here is value based off of potential, and absolutely nothing's been proven in my, my mind.
0: And uh, Ricky, you have no know, with Lonnie Walker. Kind of the same build, you know. <sighs> Guy that really didn't have a lot to prove. Bruce Brown goes out mm-hmm. here to take over that Hurricanes team. Um, you know, really raw kid, very athletic, so kinda same realm there. Well
1: and that's why we're for me it's almost the same realm. If I looked at this roster and I said, yep. All right, they've got Jamal at the point guard, they kind of seem set there, they've got Gary Harris locked down, they've got mm-hmm. Wilson Chandler at the three. They've got fours. They're not going to go there. Yeah, like Jokic is the center. He's locked down. Um, They're not going to go to backup there. And for me, it's like, okay, what's the best player on the board? My best player available was Lonnie Walker. And because you already have guys set up, you can bring him in, develop him like you want. Because for me, it was either, and I know he was a little bit further down. For me, it was either Lonnie Walker or Kyrie Thomas. Which Mm. guard forward do I want? And after looking at the stats, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with Alani. We're, although all the stats, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, foul line, was all in favor of Kyrie Thomas. And yeah. Kyrie Thomas might be a little bit or a lot of bit better defensively. The raw development of Lonnie Walker could mean his potential, that magic P word, is higher, and the Nuggets can take that stab and still be okay.
0: Well, and Kyrie Thomas, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think I am wrong by saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways, Mm -hmm. he's a sophomore, right? I think he was a sophomore and he's Creighton. Yeah. he's. I think he's he, he is was
1: 21, almost 22.
0: So he's easy easy older than yes. Lonnie Walker. Lonnie yeah, Walker's 19.3. Yeah. yeah, Lonnie
1: They're
0: Walker's a, a young kid. So I mean that that's one thing that that also mm-hmm. is is a thing. Kyrie Thomas might be more developed. But yeah. Again, we're talking about potential. He's a
1: junior, year. yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh yeah, junior. Thank you. Uh, I knew I knew he was a guy that was a uh, older, so mm-hmm. that, that's that's one thing where I think that's a big thing. You know, Kyrie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thomas has had time more time to develop. He's also you know had mm-hmm. more time to work with uh, McDermott over at Creighton, and where Lonnie Walker only had a year let's, with Laranega.
1: And let's be honest, this isn't just because their draft position would change, also. But if the Nuggets would have made the playoffs, then a guy like Kyrie Thomas might have been able to work better because it's like, okay, we're a playoff team, we can have this guy come in now and help us. Whereas. It's like, we're on the fringe, we can still take that guy that we can develop, well, and he can take a year think, to kind of develop into what we want.
0: I think Denver's just young. That's yeah, the that thing too. with that. Are, are you concerned at
2: all? Like, do you think they have to go make a splash and in Fringe and get a small forward? Because right now, like, you're rolling on
1: your hopes. Who? What big splash? Who's going to want to come to Denver?
0: That's my you question. Need, you need Hall. somebody. George. You need somebody, because Wilson Denver's Chandler is he, isn't exactly is gonna come to Denver? the
2: answer. Hey, I like Wilson Chandler.
0: <laughs> I'm just you, saying. You're throwing out Will the Thrill Barton out of the window? He's more of a two, and well, let's be honest. Uh,
1: yeah, and and but we don't Harris know about his contract. To... We don't know about the contract. Well, that's that. the reason he, my... he does come up at the end of this right.
0: year that's the reason why I'm yeah. going Zanamusa. Yeah, this forward. guy. some <laughs> small, small forward score. Come on. Yeah. The, I mean this team doesn't play defense. So give him Zanamusa <laughs> who's a 6'8 6'9 right athletic it. freak who can or not athletic freak. I said he's, he's 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 a good scorer. He's a pretty good driver. He's got a nice body and he can shoot from the outside. So yeah. I mean that that seems like a really nice pick for them. So Zanamusa fits Pretty decently with the Nuggets. So he's like a nice step fit. ahead
2: of the game age wise from where uh, Bojan was, but mm-hmm. similar role right now. Yeah, I and that's I, what you're looking
0: at. I think it's something that, you know, again, Musa, showing that he's a pretty decent driver. Uh, we call them Budget Luca, right? <laughs> um, <I think laughs> you we, did. I think we mentioned that. No, I think we said something so where he's like.
1: First time I am hearing this. I, think I don't, don't me- remember you I think you, you
0: mentioned something. Uh-uh. I'm, okay, I'm not. Maybe he's not. I, I, don't, I don't know. I oh, don't. I Isaac Bonga. Okay. That's who it was. Oh, I'm, mixing up, <laughs> I'm mixing up. Our, I'm like uh, I don't our remember. <laughs> budget players. Luca, yeah. man. I no. feel like
1: the comment section would been rough. No, no, no. It was. It was Isaac <laughs> no.
0: Bonga. It was Isaac Bonga. It, it was much, uh, much lower. Uh, yeah. uh What's his face? But uh, yeah, no. I, I think uh, you look at Zanamusa. Uh, looks like a pretty good basketball player out there. He, he's got a really nice shot, so uh, we'll go with uh, Zana Musa there I, again. Uh, small forward could be something that you know. There's so many guys that can play wing, and, and I, I the think thing. they could sign someone yeah. that you know can be a three and D guy because they don't have any defenders on their team. But um, offensively, yeah. this team's ridiculous. So just get another uh, offensive just keep player throwing, in throwing gas in the fire. Yeah, why not? Just be a uh, was it the Timberwolves? Timberwolves can't play defense? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, So, let me just be the Timberwolves. It's
1: weird to say that a Thibodeau team can't play defense, but they're not Mm -hmm. really good defensively.
0: (laughs) There was one team last year that was like... I forget. Maybe it was, was the Rockets last year? The Rockets last year okay. were not amazing defense. Yeah, so I, I forget what team it was. But anyways, uh, let's move on to the Spurs at 18. It's weird seeing the Spurs this low, and that's why we're talking about them here. So the Spurs have an opportunity to pick someone that, you know, maybe just a guy who fell out of the lottery a little bit, young player, could really develop into possibly the next star, If you're especially you're losing Kawhi Leonard. So let's talk about the development process, the guys that they... Should go after, are they going after BPA? Are they going after position fit? Because this is still a team that made the playoffs. What's the idea here for the Spurs?
1: For me, I was just looking at it for what was on the board. Kyrie Thomas, he was a guy where it's like, you know what? This Spurs team, that being older, being a junior, will not affect the Spurs. They actually would prefer that. And they'll go ahead and take a guy who can be... Kind of like, I, with Kyrie Thomas, it's not an exact comparison, but I'm almost thinking of him as budget Mikhail Bridges. And the only reason I'm saying that is my bulls in mind of like, okay, if we don't get Mikhail at six, could we have gotten Kyrie Thomas with our second pick? He's the one that I would want. That's why I'm thinking that in my head. And the Spurs can go ahead and take that three and D guy that Kyrie Thomas can fit at the NBA level.
2: I'm just going easy. I'm going, it's the Spurs. They're going Euro, Zan Musa. I mean, come on, it's Pop. Come on. At the end of the day, I don't know I keep saying, come on. But Zan and Musa, Sean, you said it. He can stroke the three from the outside. He can stretch defenses. Uh, defensively, he's questionable, but we'll see what he can do at the NBA level. I think that he can come in in a limited role and not be forced into something he's uncomfortable with, develop under the Spurs, and become one of those, again, one of the many role players who you see Pop just get the most out of him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I got, obviously, Zanamusa's off my board, so I'm looking at a guy that you know you need to get You're the most out of. You gotta get the most out of him. You're getting a young player in Anthony Simmons. Go get a young kid. I mean, he's a combo guard. You need someone who's gonna be a scorer compared to Jontay Murray, who, you know, very raw player. Seems yeah. like he can be a very well His player. His go-to move is like
2: the four-foot floater. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so that's,
0: mm-hmm. Anthony could be a guy that could be a scorer in the NBA, and he's very young, yeah. very unpolished, very raw kid, so... You know, working with him, you took that shot already with DeJounta Murray, and Dejounte Murray's paid off so far. Um, very young, raw kid coming out of Washington, Dejounte Murray. So go after, get another guard, and you can pair Dejounte Murray and uh, uh, Anthony Simmons in your backcourt. Be a pretty nice future one-two punch Absolutely. for San Antonio Spurs, especially yeah. with the unknown of Kawhi Leonard, what's going to happen with them. Uh, you know, maybe they even move up in this draft, which would mm-hmm. be something crazy if they're able to, and they think about trading uh, yeah, if that know, Kawhi, Leonard, Kawhi Leonard thing, yeah, who knows? Again, we we talked about the Cavs having that eight spot. I think I think I'd probably take you, you know you a Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard Cavs? i said that before. Yeah, uh, yep. Kawhi over Mo yeah. I'd probably take Kawhi. You know, yeah, for, yeah. The, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I think that's something that uh, you know could definitely play into uh, a factor here. Is um, what happens with Kawhi Leonard? But just looking at it, looking at the Spurs, I think you need to go after potential. Who has more potential than the kid coming out of uh, high school and mm-hmm. Anthony e. Simmons? You have you know pretty much the mold to pour into all the all the potential all the yeah, all the spurs now he's got knowledge. good
2: size good speed i think that he's got all the tools to be a quality nba player just turns into you know What is he going to act like at the next level? Because he's been dominating guys as a fifth-year senior. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what he can really do at this next level.
0: And let's move on to the final team, the Indiana Pacers, another playoff team here. No, not the Indiana Pacers, Ricky. The Indianapolis Pacers. Pacers. The Indianapolis Pacers. Uh, We all have them kind of going in the same realm. uh, You know, a two-three idea um, because you know you look at they're they're. Situation right now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, all the depots there. They're pretty set at the 4 or 5 with Sabonis and uh, Miles Turner. Uh, and then you look at Bojan, uh, where he's been a good three point shooter. Yeah, he's been a pretty good player. But, you know, again, you, you need some youth in there. You need some athleticism. We all kind of <laughs> went with that idea. I went with Melvin Frazier. You went with Zaire Smith, Ricky. Yep. Talk about athleticism. And then Dave went with Keita Bates Diop. We all thinking that they need some outside shooting and some athleticism here.
1: Exactly, and like this team to me, you're, you're in the East, you're not going to get a player here that is a LeBron James type player, duh, that's a hot take there, but the thing is you can add a guy that can help you, you're in the playoffs, you'll be a playoff team next year if your team continues the progression that they were on this year, and a guy who can shoot, be athletic from the outside, can maybe help you win if you don't get paired up against the Cavs in the first round. Yeah,
2: I actually, I mean, if Zaire Smith's there, that would be a really cool fit for them because mm-hmm. him and Oladipo both have that more physical style to them. They could pair up well. I think that's, that'd be sweet for me. I'm going scoring. I'm going Kade Bates-Diop. I think that this is a guy who can stroke it from the outside, who can absolutely be the guy who can run
0: a second unit and keep
2: that offense rolling.
0: That's pretty big there. I mean, you think he's going to be able to keep a, that offense rolling in the NBA?
2: At, at the second unit level. I'm just saying. So he's huh? he's off the bench. Yeah, because you, know you still yeah. you, you still got guy you still got Bojan. I think yeah. that's
0: that's the idea. I mean that's big there for K to be at Bates DF to be running the offense though. No again but, keeping you know, the scoring going. This is a guy who can
2: put balls into buckets or baskets into buckets, <laughs> as I said earlier. <laughs>
0: baskets in the bucket. I, I don't like I, I think is, that not, is he How not a guy who can bucket? just take the ball and go? I think he's just more of a well-rounded guy. I don't think he's he's more of that, that scorer. I mean, he, he did that in Ohio State, but That's I, the thing I, I, is, I see you him, him more of being, being more of a, you know, a, a, a secondary player and more of you know helping defensively due to his athleticism and length.
2: I mean, yeah, I don't know he, about he has good size. I just think that because of where he was at the end of his time at Ohio State, being the scorer on that team, I think he could transition into early on his career being the score off the bench for this Indianapolis Pacers team.
0: Mm. I have going with Melvin Frazier because I, I don't know about scoring for Melvin Frazier, but he's going to bring athleticism, he's going to bring uh, the ability to shoot from the outside, he's going to bring quickness, and he's going to bring defense. So it's pretty much the same thing, but I think he's more of a fit at that three spot, okay. or possibly even that two spot. Um, and, and you know float between him and depot I think that uh, Belvin Frazier could be a really nice pick there uh he's you know an okay free throw shooter, and you know his he was pretty inconsistent shooting from the outside um at two lane but looking at him looking at his build looking at his speed um, I think that he can be some guy that would really interest Indianapolis because you look at the Ola Depot athleticism um you know you look at uh, miles Turner how you know big of an athlete he is yeah they like their athletes paul George was a great athlete as well I think you can totally see them exploding at Lance Stevenson. I think they like their athletes. <laughs> Melvin Frazier could be uh, you know, a guy that really fits that mold and, and turn into a, a stud because I think he's got a ton of athleticism on his side. If he comes more consistently uh, a better three-point shader, I think he would be a guy that can really uh, be a steal at 20. But now we're going to get into the fun part. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the prospects that we absolutely love. Ricky, I'm going to give it off to you now.
1: This isn't a prospect that I love. This is more of a prospect in this range that – I wanted to get your guys' opinions on something because, as I mentioned earlier, Brandon and I last week did our big board for the NBA draft, and we talked about Robert Williams. Well, there was a comment from Lee Taylor who said, love y'all's show, thanks Lee, but stop the Robert Williams nonsense. Nobody (laughs) wants a 6'9 power forward with no shot. There were some replies to this. The knowledge seeker said he's a center, not a power forward. True. Anybody who plays him at the power forward would be stupid to do so. True. Lee goes, nobody's winning anything with a 6'9 center with no shot. You can get that in the G League or the Vet minimum. What do you guys think with that? Because with me, yeah, he's got no shot, but what Robert Williams brings on the, not just defensively, but just that, like, oh, what's the, how aggressive he is Intensity. going after. He's a true, like Brandon's, a true 50 50 guy for loose balls.
0: Okay. Let's stop this real quick. Okay? okay. Let's look at the Warriors center. Does Zaza have a shot? No. 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 Let's look at the Rockets center. Does Clint Capella have a shot? Nope. No. Let's look at the Cleveland Cavaliers center. Do they have one? Nope. No. <laughs> when they won a ring, who was it? Nope. Who was it? Nope. Who, who, who nope. was their center when they. Kevin Love. TT. It was TT. TT was yeah, their their center when they won a ring. TT yep. doesn't have a shot. He doesn't have anything. Or
1: Perkins cuz they usually signed him. But I'm saying when they yeah. won a ring, you guys are
0: you fucking deaf? No. When I know. the Cavs Kevin won I a know. ring, who was their center? It was TT. You guys in the game for the T. play. T. I'm just saying. Okay, the play, but like who is who started the 7 games <laughs> mostly for them? It was TT. You're if he such an asshole. 7 games to be honest with you. TT was playing most of those games. That's my point. So I got the contract. God, damn it. Um got a contract cuz he was there for LeBron Finally.
1: Look at the Heat, a team
0: that's (laughs) consistently been there. Hassan Whiteside, does he have a shot? Nope. No. Does DeAndre Jordan have a shot? DeAndre Jordan have a shot? But is it no? Like. Do you people, don't need a shot to be a five. He's do, athletic. He, he can needs, run the rim, and he's people, a fantastic do, defender. Do
1: people look at that because of, like, the Joel Embiid, who is a five, but Joel he's got Embiid a shot? He is
2: a freak of nature. He's, I know he's a He's a, a defensive of player of the year candidate. He's an offensive player. I are not
1: He's a monster. I know.
2: He's a guy Niter who breaks Niter. the mold, and that's the thing. Is I agree with you. We had, the, we had a small discussion about uh-huh. this. We were talking about how all of the best offensive bigs are moving to four because you want a pure rim protector at the five need a guy who has to go out there and drop to the three point line to defend guys. You want someone who can crowd the paint, who can block guys who are driving to the lane, going for that instant contact. That's exactly. It. like Look at Porzingis. Look at Cat. Mm-hmm. Look at all of these bigs who are coming in the well, league.
0: They're all playing the four. Well, the one- Joe's the only one that plays the five because yeah. they need to play like Dario they play and, huge. Yeah, they, they're a massive team. Also, like,
2: he's massive.
0: Yeah, like that's the thing is like it's t- like he could probably be a four oh, yeah. and do it fine. But also, he's a great defender, so you're gonna but be their able. But the
2: best to- lineup is with him at the five because like. Yeah. Yeah. said, they can space out the floor with Dario at the four. And, and then ben the one too. thing, yeah.
1: I, What's up? just to finish it with yeah, yeah. Knowledge Seeker then said, and this is the last one, yeah. there are plenty of centers who don't have a shot. Gobert, DeAndre Jordan, White side. Yeah. He said he actually, Robert Williams, reminds him of DeAndre Jordan a lot. No shot free throw percentage isn't good either you lob the ball to him and he dunks it I need to look at his defense more but I wouldn't take him before 13 15 to 22 is my range for him
0: hey Ricky where did uh, DeAndre Jordan Jordan go to college
1: He went to Texas A&M?
0: Texas A&M? Did he? Oh, where did Robert Williams go? Texas A&M? Oh, there we go. Um, (laughs) And where do we
1: all have him going? 15, right at the top of the... I forgot the commenter's name already. Uh, Now it's Seeker's range, 15 to 22.
0: Yeah. Again, I think that Robert Williams could be... Uh, I've heard this comparison a lot. Ben Mm -hmm. uh, Ben, 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 Wallace. Uh, Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace is a comparison for him. Ben Wallace didn't have a shot, but he was a a great defender. This kid's a great athlete. He has a a really great knack for just being aggressive, and I love that in a defender. I think he could be a really nice rim runner. Again, for the Wizards, that'd be really nice. Having Bradley Beal and John Mm -hmm. Wall have a dangerous rim runner and a great rim protector. Hell yeah. With Otto Porter. Sounds awesome. I think that's a great fit for the, for the Wizards. I think Robert Williams, again, he doesn't have that offensive game, but you're not drafting for his offense, you're drafting for his defense. Um, and, and maybe at some point he could develop a shot, but really all you need him to do is run off pick and rolls and just be able to run the rim and grab offensive boards and put up shots. I mean, this kid's such, really- such a strong man, he you can, you can just grab offensive boards and, and put really it back for and the Wizards.
1: Would you really need him to be your main center <laughs> with, you got Gortat for another year. Oh, well, well
0: the, yeah, we're got, both going to grumble under you our got, breath over you here. got
1: Gortat and Ian. For, <laughs> Ian's uh,
0: locked out for three more years. Uh, uh, well, two more. Uh, uh, Ian Mahimi, no. <laughs> yeah,
1: Mahimi.
2: Killing the voice. But,
0: um, it's Ian Mahimi, fuck it. I
2: know, that's just it. Just Honestly, I, I think Brown Williams... Good value probably there, and you can, if you go second round, you get a budget guy, someone who I like, uh Segaba Kanate. I know I destroyed your name. I'm sorry. Oh, so I can't say Ian, <laughs> but you can't say Sabah Kanate. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, dude, 6'8", incredible athleticism, mm-hmm. has a knack for going after people near the rim. Like, there is, I, I totally agree, I think that is a in-demand position, because, when you look at the teams, like Sean said, the top teams in the league, they're not focused on landing someone at center who is their offensive machine. That's mm-hmm. not how we play the game right now. You you want someone who can protect the rim. So guess no what? No more if Patrick Ewing's can, of your. If Robert Williams can do this with his size, his athleticism, let him. That's perfect fit for a team because you can just focus on offense at the other four spots
0: and not worry about that rim. Well, and we've seen consistently that these teams need a five. These teams need a mm-hmm. five. So Robert Williams is going to be taken higher than he might, might even should be because teams need a five. Yeah. Teams have that need. So we look at rookies right now. Mitchell Robinson goes at 13. Robert Williams goes at 15. Then there's not a center coming off the board until 29 at Brandon McCoy. But you could totally look at the Wolves. Well, they need a five. I mean, the no, whole just,
1: thing that screws it up is Gafford going back to school.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. But even Gafford, he would be in top 20 right now. Yeah. So like, that's the thing with like the Wolves. They need a five at 22. Uh, the Bulls could need a potential future five at 23. Like, the the Lakers you can throw in there at at 25. Zubac's been nice offensively, but he's not that good defensively. Right? Um, You look at all these players. We talked about the 76ers. 26, they need a five. Like, there's a a lot of teams that need a five that fit that mold. Robert Williams is going to be taken higher than he probably should be because of the need. Yeah. So... Hundred percent that, agree. That's one thing with Robert Williams. Good, good, uh, good, good choice there. Ricky. Nice, Ricky. For uh for Robert Williams. Uh we're closing in, so uh Dave, uh give us uh give us some Jante Porter. Jonte
2: Porter. Uh this is a kid who no one expected to be uh the star of this team because guess what? Big brother is the better player. And all of a sudden it, it's it, weird
1: it, to say the injury benefited him. Oh the oh. injury yeah. of
2: one benefited the yeah, other. say Porter. like it, it was an awesome story if they got to play together, but let's be honest, like Jonte really got to spotlight this year yep. and his size, his shot, and his ability to pass have really impressed me. I think he is going to be an awesome addition to the team. I've got him going to the Suns because I think the Suns are going to miss on their picks. So I've got him going three bigs. And and you'll <laughs> think I'm crazy for this. But guess what? They drafted two forward two power forwards a couple of years ago. Both of them questionable still. I think they need to lock this down because you have someone special at the two. I think they're okay with rolling with um Alfred Payton at the one. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like they need to find their guys to lock up the four five. Yeah, so, so they just right realize Payton
1: Robinson yep. and Porter. to yeah. the They're Suns. they're
2: gonna lock up the four five. Period <laughs> this year, because you know they're not they're gonna have problems developing players.
1: Yeah, they're gonna
0: move like Jeez. Marquise Chris is gonna get traded or some mm-hmm. awful shit. Like the one thing too with that is there's not a point guard that you're they're missing out on. I would think that's the thing. it's like not really. Hey, Anthony Simmons is a combo guard. He's not a he's not a one. Yeah. so you're you not to really missing out on him. To distribute. And the next one. Isn't really there. Like, there's not a there's not a true point guard, you know, behind not that, that I those would, players. Not
2: that I would invest in at, at that price bracket. You'd, you're, you're, you're so in you're in I, I, reaching for like
1: a like Jalen Brunson would be the one. I would you'd w- be reaching. Yeah, he's a, he's a
2: guy who is like a great, leader? great person, great mm-hmm. leader. But I don't want him out there as my one, as my star player because no. of value, like well, you said, go get him in the second. He could yeah. be there still.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially with the Suns, they're going to be having a, a tie, high end second. Exactly. Round um, so, yeah, I, I, I it was weird first seeing three big men for the Suns, but I but understand it's your, the Suns. your backing. It is the <laughs> Suns. Uh, and finally, the one I'm talking about. Oh, also, real quick, uh, the Ringer put out uh, the Ringer draft guide. Um, so they had three guys Danny Chow, uh, Kevin O'Connell, and Jonathan Sharks uh, put out their top 30. Um, uh, I think it's Danny Sharks, or is it Jonathan Sharks? Uh, Jonathan Sharks. Uh, Jonathan Sharks had John T. Porter at nine overall. Yeah. Wow. He's
2: a unique talent.
0: I think people are underrating him. So well, I mean, and you said wow. So like, yeah. Is he is he top ten worthy uh, at this point? Let's put no. it this
1: way: with my big board, I had him at twenty one. You a hater? That's where I had him.
0: I mean, uh, but like, why did you, from, why did you have him there? Go, like, what was the what do you think the biggest negative of a guy like Johnson? For me,
1: it was he wasn't on my big board in two So he was coming into my big board, and there are just so many other guys. There are like twenty other guys. That I would rank over him.
0: Obviously, this is a 21. <laughs> that's how it
1: works. Like, that's how big board works. But, like, <laughs> that's, that's really it. Thank you, Edmund, for
0: you, everybody. Like, in depth analysis. Would you, Ricky would you? I got 20. That's better than him. That's how I said 21.
1: Really 19, because the Gafford news didn't come out until after <laughs> oh, we recorded that. But, like, Sean, a, what Ro- a, gem like a Robert Williams. I wouldn't put, Robert Williams. wouldn't put him over Robert Williams. Wouldn't put him over Lonnie Walker, Wendell Carter, Shea, anyone we've don't talked about. I need you to go it, through the, the list. The I was just
0: asking about a negative for Chante <laughs> Porter. I just look, I look oh. at a kid who's six eleven and can't can't grab a fucking board. he doesn't have over seven points a game. Yeah, like that's a, a huge negative for him. Um, and I like his ability to stretch the floor. Um, and when you have a guy like DeAndre Ayton or you have a guy like Mitchell Robinson who could turn into a good defender. Come on, he's over
2: seven. He has got he averaged nine point nine points, six point eight rebounds. You're just hating on the seven number. You're just throwing the seven
0: number just to piss okay, people off. Okay, well then, even if he had seven rebounds, it's not like good for a six eleven kid. I mean, like, it's not, that's what I'm saying. Like it's he, not good, but if you
2: watch where he plays on the court, it sort of makes sense why he does. It's like it no offense but like I know Brook Lopez is a different yeah. guy, but like it's a big who's not near the basket. And the same thing with Paul Gasol. It's the same thing with, like, there's a lot of bigs who are not known. But Al Horford but how, can't grab a rebound to save his fucking life.
0: Yes, but Al Horford's also a beautiful passer.
2: But 6.8 boards is not bad, and that's about the same range.
0: But John T. Porter isn't the same passer Al no, Horford not, is. No, he's, he's not. He's not the same Gasol round. Or, you know, Brook Lopez. A, Lopez Brooke I'm just, Lopez, just giving you examples of bigs yeah, I know. who stretch, who don't have that, you know, who all have that same commonality. But it's something that it, I think it limits his upside. So saying he's a top-ten player and he can't rebound? Come on. Kant is That's strong.
2: Six-point is still great okay. Rebound.
0: Not a great. He's not a great rebounder. Especially okay. for his size, he should be a better rebounder. Like, let's yeah. be honest.
2: He's 6'11", he's only 240.
0: Uh, final guy I want to talk about is Colin Sexton. Uh, going back to the Ringer Draft Guide, because they just put it out. Um, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Charks um, has Count Sexton at 19. Uh, and we look at uh, Danny Chow and Kevin O'Connor. Uh, they have him around uh, 12 and 13. Um, I have Count Sexton going 11. Um, and one of the negatives they list is that Colin Sexton um, might be too aggressive might be too too uh too wild, might be too much of a uh, you know, might be too much of a loose cannon, uh wasn't really finding his teammates <laughs> uh, wild. wild enough, was taking bad shots. But look at that Alabama team. That Alabama team wasn't that good. He had a team around him. Colin Sexton was the team. And he had some you know decent players out there. there was yeah. a, their starting five wasn't terrible. Much better than Oklahoma's but it was basically um, him and Avery. Yeah. It was there. Like that that's the thing is him and his coach. Uh I mean there, there was other players. They had some guys who could shoot from the outside. But Colin Sexton has what you need in a point guard. He has that ability to be the guy. He's Brando? He's got what you need. (laughs) I think he's got a little bit of Brody in him. Like, uh, the the thing that he is the guy. I think mm-hmm. he's got the mentality of he's not afraid to take that last shot. He's not afraid to drive to the basket. He's not afraid to take over a game. And, yes, that might be a detriment, but I'd rather have that guy who's, you know, trigger, trigger shy. Like, I want a guy who's going to be able to go out there and dominate a game. And you look at the Hornets. If they're getting rid of Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker had that it factor. He had that I'm the guy, this is my team, maybe a little bit less... Pulled back because, you know, again, you know, Kemba Walker was a Kem- super Kemba quiet kid. Actually, hit. won things, though, uh, you
1: know. In college. Better I'm coach just
0: and better team. I'm just Jim Calhoun was a legend. Won, All right, and he also on.
1: had a better UConn team. Like, that's what I said. I just said Ryan, I I'm just reaffirming it because uh, he had a better team. Colin
0: cool. Sexton, though, is also a monster. And Colin Sexton deserves more respect because I feel like he doesn't. Um So Colin Sexton, I think he could be a, a top ten player. If I was doing a big board, he'd be in my top ten. Uh I, I just think Colin Sexton is being underrated. I think he could be a huge for, steal. Let's hear, for, let's hear what Ricky has. I, I
1: had him at nine. You did? And
0: then Brandon
2: had him at 11. There yeah, so that's about right. I like and, that. And again, the horns fit perfect. I think that's exactly. We're all thinking Kamba's done because they've pissed him off.
0: Just saying, don't sleep on Colin Sexton. Let's move into the final segment of our mock draft 4.0. If you love the mock drafts, give us a like. Don't forget to subscribe as well. We hit 10k, but we're not trying to stop. So let's keep that rolling. We're we're let's cruising. We're yeah, yeah. cruising. Let's try to go 15 before uh, before uh, before the uh, the draft even starts. But the kind of cru- it's a, it's a the, big.
1: the kind of cruising that I like, not like what my mom used to say when we were younger. We're not cruising for a bruising here, guys. Mm, We're cruising mm. for more subs.
0: All right, you're a dork. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> it's just me, though. The bomb quotes. <laughs> cruising for a bruise. Uh, cruise us through your 21 through
1: 30. Well, starting at 21, the Jazz going with Jontae Porter. Just talked about him in the last segment. I got him going to the Jazz at 21. Death then boy. the Wolves at 22 going Gary Trent Jr., the guard from the Duke Blue Devils. Then my Bulls at 23 going... Chicago's own Lincolnshire Bourne. He's going Jalen Brunson, the guard from Villanova to the shy. Then the Trailblazers 24 going Jacob Evans, the guard forward from Cincinnati. Then at 25, LA going to take a kid from LA. Aaron Holiday, guard from UCLA. Then Larry Shamet, right? Saying that right? Langer Shamet. 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 I thought it was Shamet. I thought they. I thought we were saying. We will it wrong wreck before. his name one way or the other. I it's Shamet. I probably said Cover it wrong. Bases. Yet. Guard from cool. Wichita State. Then the Celtics going KBD, just giving the initials there. Bates Diop from Ohio State. Then Shake Milton going to the Warriors at twenty eight. It's twenty nine. Shamet. at Shamet.
0: Shamit. That's
1: right. Then Brandon McCoy going to the Nets at twenty nine. And then just because he declared today, he said he's coming to the draft. He's going to the Hawks. Mo Wagner, the forward or center from Michigan. Scumbag. <laughs> so at uh, <laughs> 21, I
0: got the Whoa, d- d- oh, <laughs>
1: remember, this was stated early. Game hates Mo Wagner. Yeah. We're calling Mo Wagner scumbag
0: yeah. or rookie yeah. a scumbag Mo for putting him at 30. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's got a second round count on it, it doesn't matter. Uh, At 21... fringe one, too. twenty one,
0: Wagner is like our biggest fan. I don't know if you know that. He follows us on Twitter. Hey, he remember, us.
1: friend of the he show does. Mo
0: Hurst from, from yep. Michigan. He does. Yeah, yeah, that's Mo, Mo Hurst is that's actually... Fun. We actually interviewed him.
1: Yep. I literally just picked friend him up during the
2: championship game. That one's not a joke. Uh 21, I've got the Jazz going, Brandon McCoy. At 22, I've got the Wolves going, Troy Brown, somebody who's really dropped off a lot of people's maps. Mm-hmm. Uh 23, I've got the Bulls going, Kyrie Thomas. At 24, I've got the Trailblazers going with Landry. Shamat. At 25, I've got the Lakers going Lonnie Walker. Fell really hard in mine, just kind of the way things worked out. 26, I've got the Sixers going Jacob Evans, the wing out of Cincinnati. 27, the Celtics and True to Form taking De'Anthony Melton, someone who I've had them mocked, I think, since 1.0. 28, I've got the Warriors going for their shooter on the outside, Gary Trent Jr. 29, the Nets taking De'Andre Hunter out of Virginia. And 30, the Hawks taking Eli Okobo international player.
0: I literally just um, switched up my mock drafts. So let's give you the fresh uh, oh. 21 through 30. At 21, the Jazz going with Killian Tilly from Gonzaga. 22, the Wolves going with Mitchell Robinson from high school. 23, the Bulls going with Kyrie Thomas. 24, the Trailblazers going with Bruce Brown. 25, the Lakers going with Brandon McCoy. 26, the 76ers going with Josh Akogi. Number 27, the Celtics going with Dante Melton. 28, the Warriors going with Troy Brown. 29, the Nets going with Kata bates D.F. from Ohio State. And 30 the Atlanta Hawks going with Jalen Brunson. I switched up uh, Troy Brown and Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr. is a great shooter. Do not get that wrong. That's about it. Yeah, I thought right? you, were at Gra- I thought you had
1: Grayson Allen in here at the end. I he really he right? swapped, he swapped
0: it, I it three different times. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I had Gary Trent Jr. there. Kind of like my Grace playoff and predictions. Allen. I kept yep. swapping them. Throwing in Troy Brown there because again I, I think Dave met, kind of swung me over. Troy Brown we'll get to him but yeah it fell off a little bit but he's, he's still got a lot of potential. Uh we're talking about three teams though and we're talking about 25, 26 and 27. The Lakers, 76ers and Celtics. Let's start off with the Lakers at 25. I have them going with Brandon McCoy. Uh Ricky, you have him going with Aaron Holiday and Dave, you have him going with Lonnie Walker. So, uh real quick, I don't did I mention that did I do my 11 through 20 for the first? Did I go through my 11 through 20? Cuz I don't remember saying Aaron yes. Holiday's name. Because Aaron Holiday was a guy who had to go on at 16 to the Suns because he's you a guy that— You know what? I don't think he did. He did, no, did, he did you? Because he talked about— him. He, he did because he mentioned Melvin Frazier, I thought. I did, but I don't remember seeing Aaron Holiday's name. Mm. So, anyways. You did, because
1: <laughs> after you said Indiana Pacers, Dave looked at I, me and said, or Ricky would say, Indianapolis Pacers. Mm. Yes.
0: They've been renamed. Anyways, so did. With Aaron Holiday, though, I have him going at 16 just because they mm. need a point guard. The Suns yeah. need a point guard. He's the best point guard on the board. I really like that he fell this far, though, to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And a guy at you know 25, I think this is more of his talent range, mm-hmm. um, and I think this is where more likely he'll go. But you know, talking about point guards, point guards are a need for the Suns. That's why they have him going at 16. But how do you think he fits in with the Lakers?
1: Well, for me, it would be obviously back like backup role because the point guard right now is Lonzo, but mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Lonzo was hurt this year; he's not going to be on the floor the whole time. You need someone to back him up, so having that backup point guard will help. Also, the thing that's great about the Lakers is they're in a position to where. Let's just take the – they can go strict BPA in my mind to where it's like we've already got Ingram, the progression that he had this year. If he shows that next year, he can boost himself up into being a – I don't want to say all-star, but that like almost that level kind of a player. Mm -hmm. If we see the magic telling Alonzo this is going to be the biggest summer of his life or has to be, Mm -hmm. his improvement can make the team better to where if they just bring the BPA for them and for me that's Aaron Holiday – with a little bit of what they need, because obviously there's no center here that would go to them.
0: Now, that's one thing that I want to bring yeah. up, is you both have them going with guards. Mm-hmm. They have Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball. They might even be bringing back IT. Yeah. So what, what's the I process of bringing getting back, back. IT? They, they, I mean, they, do mentioned that they, they
1: are. They've mentioned it, but I don't think but they are. If, yep. if
0: the free agent market really isn't there, he's already used to the he team. He can be on a proven mm-hmm. budget. Yeah, I mean, if, if they give him a proven contract, you might have three guards already there. So you have them going with guards, both of you. I mean, Dave, are you worried about you know maybe clogging it up and not going away with a, a need in in a center?
2: Uh, again, it, there's no center there, so you'd be reaching if you a center unless some fall happened in the draft. In, in which case, if there unless was, you know Mo
1: Wagner.
0: but you wouldn't, <laughs> you because wouldn't you
2: need a defensive center. And that's the problem. Um, I've got them going Lonnie because I think he's a guy who needs some time to develop. Like we talked about earlier, Ricky mentioned this is uh, more of a raw talent guy. He got there because of his physicals, because of what he can potentially do. Um, Obviously didn't have the best season this year, but same time, injuries all around. So it happens. I think he can kind of sit because I like Josh Hart. I like Lonzo. I think that those two guys are going to be great going forward. My big question is like, Lonnie's a guy who doesn't need to prove it day 1, can grow, but I like the Aaron Holiday fit as a backup point guard because I think I think Little Holiday is probably going to be a great backup point guard. I'm just going for a guy who maybe has higher potential than that right now in my mind because I think Lonzo is locked in as your point guard for the next decade in my mind.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, the one thing though with that is is I'm just it's a it's a pretty big fall for him. Yeah. So, I mean, like Lonnie Walker going that that low, I mean,
2: he could go as he could go anywhere from Honestly, like the Suns at sixteen down to here. This is this is the last team I had him going with. Like the Suns, I went with. We're not going to miss on our four or five. Like that's mm-hmm. they need to lock that in for me. After that, the Spurs could take him, hundred percent. Time to develop, no problem. Hawks could take him. They've got eighteen picks. Doesn't matter. Uh, Pacers was questionable because of the playing time needed. Uh, and then obviously the Bulls was a team where I wanted to take him. I really badly wanted to take him, mm-hmm. but I held myself back because I was like, no. I like Kyrie Thomas. I sold myself on it. I'm just wondering if Lonnie Walker is going to be one of those guys who athletically is there, but doesn't put it together on the court. And honestly, I've got that gut feeling that he won't. And that's why I'm like, look, he's got potential because he has the physicals. But at the end of the day, I don't know that I see a great NBA player there. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I see a starter in the NBA. Uh, you know, with him being, you know, when, when he gets 24, 25, 26 in his prime, I don't know that he will
0: ever be a starter. Yeah, I mean that's that's a big question, and and, and I totally don't. Uh I, I see where you're coming from, but again, looking at Lonnie Walker and what he can bring to a team, uh I, I think that he can totally be someone that, that that could end up being a starter uh in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um I'm looking at my draft. Did I put Lonnie Walker at all? I didn't put Lonnie Walker in my draft. Yeah, someone who have not fallen off the board completely. I didn't know that. Talking shit about me. I no, I No I you didn't. I wouldn't put him in, there. him in
1: there. Son of a
0: bitch, guys. You uh, know,
1: I also made a it mistake might in mine too. Dropped- you know yeah. who I forgot to put in my first round just to put him Chimezi in? Chemezi too. No, not Because you always put him in there. No. Even though he's totally not going to get drafted. Le'Angelo like Ball. Le'Angelo oh, Ball. At 30, you're going to have him go.
2: That's right. I don't know. To the Lakers.
1: Shit. You're right. Yeah, um, you're, Lakers well,
2: at 25. Le'Angelo
0: Ball. Just write it in there. Oh, shit. Get the crayons out. <laughs> the <laughs> Walker's a, all right. Well, uh, Lonnie Walker's a top twenty. You gonna player. make
1: an edit right now to your mock draft? No,
0: it's it's it's, it's locked in. It. Yep, I'll just make sure I'm not an idiot. That's what you 6. get for 0. changing
1: your drafts
2: six times while we're still talking That's out loud. That's what happened. not
0: gonna
1: do the uh, the Colin Cowherd special. Of, Wait, guys, I just changed it. Put the graphic up. It's just his, his <laughs> not a mock draft. It's my mock draft.
0: His is a, pro- <laughs> his is a problem. problem because he said he's not a mock draft guy. I think he's said nineteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, I'm going with uh, Brian McCoy. Brian McCoy, a little bit of a reach. Here. Um, especially if Lonnie Walker's on the fucking board, um, but Brandon McCoy, defensive center, seven one, pretty athletic kid. It. He's very raw. We already went through it. All right, come on. Uh, but you know, Brandon McCoy, long kid. Uh, you know, I, I think that he's very raw. Um, but they, they they developed raw guys before. I think they have the time and the, the, the timeline to develop a raw kid. 7-1, big kid. Could possibly turn into a. they a land defender.
2: free agents, and then they're a championship contender next year. That's true. Because Brandon
0: McCoy will be like a 13th guy. He'll pre- be in the G League. Uh, yeah. So uh, there you go. But I, I think Brandon McCoy, uh, with his measurables, I think he could be an interesting prospect that, that people might jump out on. Uh, let's go to 26-76 to again. Back in the, the discussion, and we talked about where could they possibly be going here? Um, we all have them going guard, though, because earlier we had them going all forwards. Uh, so looking at this, again, we kind of talked about outside shooting. Was that the idea here?
1: Well, I the way I was going was I had you take my best big available at 10, take the best guard available, hit your front court, back court, and then you're set going into the second round.
2: Yeah, for me, it was just go for your defensive wing. I mean, just there you can never have enough wings if Houston has taught us anything. It's Builder on you know, a bunch of guys who can play multiple roles for you, and that's exactly what Jacob Evans can do for you. He can stretch the floor. He's very good with steals. I mean, he's decent all around. It's just one of those things where he's just one of those perfect role players.
0: I still can't believe I love Lonnie Walker. my Sean's going to be like a oh, Lonnie
2: Walker uh, mo- mocked man, here as well. Man, the, nah.
1: the 76ers just, would love Lonnie Walker I as think well. they would. They would.
0: <laughs> John, uh, I have him going Josh Cogey from Georgia Tech. Uh, very uh, long kid, very nice wingspan. Uh, looks to be a, a great athlete. Could be a decent shooter. Uh, we talked about, you know, going with Miles Bridges at ten. Could be a guy that could back up Rocco at the two. Mm-hmm. Here, Josh Akogi could be a nice player. Could add some defense to this team. Be a nice shooter. Possibly be a, a backup to, uh, uh, you know, JJ Redick if they resign him. Um, and, and you know, maybe they need him to step up and and, and play some decent minutes. I, I think that he can be a guy that can really uh, step in and, and be a, a pretty. Decent role player for them. Um, I don't know if he'll ever take that next step. But, again, we're talking about the Sixers here. They don't need you to take that next step because they already have uh, their you know future five. And this kid, uh, nearing in 20 years old, uh, was a sophomore for, for Georgia Tech. I um, really liked his, uh, his 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 mentality out there uh, yeah. when watching him. So uh, Josh Kogi, I think, is a really nice fit there uh, for the 76ers at twenty six. Let's wrap it up with the Celtics at 27. Uh, again, I'll go in defense. I'll go in, uh, uh, Dave and I have him going to Anthony Melton, and, and Ricky, you have him going to Kittabate's Diop. Um, my thought was just looking at Marcus Smart's expiring contract. You probably need a backup there D'Anthony Anthony Melton. Kind of fits a very similar role.
2: Yeah, I think that he's a guy who can walk in the door. Uh, he the, the problem is he hasn't been playing basketball this year. So That's true. So he's got to get in basketball shape. Uh, the upside is that this is a team that has a shit ton of talent coming back to them next year because they will be healthy. We assume they will be healthy. So he's not a guy who has to step in and play immediately unless like, we have the weirdest catastrophe ever where the Celtics lose their Mm -hmm. top five players in back-to-back years. So he's got time to develop. He'll be in a great system under a great coach, and he can come in and play a small role and really exceed at
1: that one defensive specialization. Mm -hmm. Mine was easy. It's what I've said for the Celtics for some time. Can you block shots? Can you rebound the basketball? More so rebound the basketball, which Bates up can do. That's who we're going to go with. They need a big. They need to help out their bigs because, yeah, they've added Brown and Tatum in recent drafts. They've got Kyrie. Hopefully um, Hayward coming back, the two injured guys they need to address that front court. They need to do it, but especially here with, with this draft pick.
0: Bates, I mean, he's 6'7", so, I mean, he's not a massive guy. No, he's so, not
1: massive, but like, can you what, can you play good defense down low and grab rebounds? But do, you,
0: do you think he could be comfortable at the 4 in the NBA? <sighs> it, because me, I feel like he to might me, be more of a, another wing. To me, it was, to the based on
1: how everything came out. It was Bates-Diop, McCoy, Wagner. I'm going with Bates-Diop over the other two. Although, I kind of do like Wagner over McCoy. That might flip in my next mock draft that we do.
0: I I think think the Celtics, I think they're looking guard. um, Yeah. Or at least maybe a little bit bigger. But again, Bates-Diop is probably the best player on the board. So I I see where you're coming Mm -hmm. from there. Um, and Unless they,
1: they magically get the two or the three in the lottery, and then they can go with a Bagley or geez. a Jaron Jackson.
0: Don't you put that on me. <laughs> Real quick, since we we had a markdown, uh-huh. they get a two or three pick, and they let's say Aiton's off the board. They have Bagley, Josh Jackson, Mo Bamba. Who are they going with?
1: I had them go with Bagley in our 1.0. Josh 0. Jackson. Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson Jr. No, Jaron Jackson.
2: Jaron yeah. Jackson. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, this this is what happens when you record for like four straight hours.
0: It's horrible, and we, we still, still got, got more thing to do. Uh, we anyways,
1: got that NFL one to do.
0: Let's let's wrap it up. All yeah, right, let's let's talk about the guys that we, we really are interested. Uh, Dave, throw out Troy Brown. Uh, yeah, this
2: is this is a guy who last year really impressed people coming in as a super young talent. Um, he's kind of the like uh, he's a passing wing. I want to say like he's got good handles, good court vision, not excellent. He's not going to walk in and try to be like LeBron James by any means, but. He is a good passing wing out there. He can take shots. He can lead a team. And honestly, I think the problem was is his, he wasn't as successful this year. So you didn't hear the name come up. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't anything special. But I think still, he's a well-rounded player
0: and definitely worth the take. Ricky, you have one player out there you want to talk about. Him. Dude, going to your Bulls.
1: Dude, I, I had to have Jalen Brunson go because this is a guy to me. I know he's not going to be like, oh, the a starting point guard of a team, but he could be a guy that adds to a team in some way. Like, the leadership that he brought to Villanova, the kind of player he is both on and off, even when he was sitting on the bench in the national championship game because he racked up some fouls and got pulled out. He's a guy that I would really... If Kyrie Thomas is off the board, like he was on mine. I wouldn't mind the Bulls reaching a little bit to go ahead and take him at 23.
0: The guy ahead that I was going to be talking about was Josh Akogi, but we already <laughs> talked about him a little bit. So I'm just going to take you know a couple minutes here to apologize to Lonnie Walker <laughs> for <laughs> leaving you off my mock draft. And I'm also going to apologize to the, the viewers because, uh, you know what? I had a rough segment, and I'm, I'm going to apologize to everybody out there. Can you tell a little there. bit about
2: uh, Killian Tilly? Because he's someone yes. who kind of stands out, because Ricky and I don't have him in this section. No, You've I got don't. him
0: going 21. Look at Dave being a host. I had him going uh, tw- tw- uh, in the top uh, 20 last year, uh, last month, uh, <laughs> too, going to the Jazz um, as well. I-, I look at Killian Tilly. Um, I think this kid, um, you know, maybe not the same hype around Zach Collins, but Zach Collins balled out in the NCAA tournament. It's a really nice shot from the outside. Uh, seems to be really aggressive. I really like his size. I think he could be a, a really good player. Might not end up going in the first round, but I think that he could be a, a, a steal in this draft because I look at his ability uh, as a, as an athlete. I think he's pretty fluid on the floor um, as a basketball player. Again, his shot is, is really nice, and mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be able to develop into a, 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 you know an all around player, a starter. But I think coming off the bench on a you know a playoff team now. Um, for the uh, for the uh, Utah Jazz, I think this kid could be something you know really nice. Um, and the fact that you know people are sleeping on him, just want to throw his name out there. All right, um, I think love, yeah. I think it'd be a nice fit on Utah, um, especially if Derek Favors is leaving. Um, so I think that could be something that you know putting him at the four, being able to stretch out, add some offense next to Rudy Gobert, could be a nice addition. Again, maybe it's a little bit too high um, for him but I think he is a player that could really be a nice fit on Utah. Maybe Utah gets him in the second round, but I think at that spot, looking at all of their needs, I don't think there's a player that really stands out. Maybe it would be Lonnie Walker Maybe if Lonnie, I was Lonnie Walker say was Actually, yeah, Lonnie Walker is my 20. Let's just say that. <laughs> all right. Whatever. And replace Killing. Anyways. My
1: draft 20.0, Lonnie. <laughs>
0: That's gonna wrap it up for the Fast Break podcast. We just did over three hours of podcasting. What it feels like? It's
1: gonna be more. Watch Uh, out for on the channel. We love
0: basketball, so don't forget to subscribe to Most Valuable Podcast and check out all of our NFL draft coverage coverage that's coming up uh, all next week Mm -hmm. and the week after. It's gonna be super fun. We also got a ton on
1: the onside kick draft week.
0: That's true, and we also got a ton of NBA draft coming up. We got more mock drafts, two more mock drafts coming out. We got one more big board coming out, and we're gonna consistently be covering teams who they should be taking without the you know throughout the next couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about Trey Young next week uh, going to the Bulls because of uh, our, our Patreon Pat Patrick. Hill. So if you want to join mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Podcast, head over there, join the t- $10 tier, and you can talk about your topics and your opinions on a podcast. But for Dave Oster, or Rick Hoover, I'm Sean Anderson. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.